Geek Shock. Geek Shock. drinking glass on a coaster and it's still i'm like andy it's still gonna spill it's on a coaster it's not attached to the table which isn't going anywhere it's on a tiny little paper thin coaster then there was the one he had the sippy cup with the straw and he's like no this is good look and he yeah dumps it on his side and it sits there and goes bloop 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 oh, my ass. <laughs> oh uh, andy Finds a way. Yes, yeah. he does. We we should get him a job as uh, a tester for like uh, kids' that, cups and what? stuff. Oh, okay. Like you know, that's, if, that's if the they give it to him, agree with. They give it to him, and he sees sure. how spill resistant it actually is. Like those, he should just be a commercial, like those Samsonite commercials. Guaranteed Andy proof. You know, just <laughs> certified ethical uh, spill tester <laughs> in our in our uh, in our testing lab, and Andy's just. <laughs> Switch the mayhem actor and put Andy there. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah, if that guy ever retires, we'll just put Andy in there. Yeah. And that's just it. You don't have to hire him. You don't, you don't have to give him a script. You just nope. follow him around with a camera. Yeah, there you go. It's like, Andy, all I want you to do is walk from here over to there. And in the meantime, every all the chaos that they need is like, we got it. We got the shot. We got everything we need. Not even that. Just hide in the bush. Yeah. Hide in the bush with your camera. Hide. <laughs> just follow him. <laughs> Don't get too close, though. Your camera will explode in your face. My head, too. <laughs> Jeff, you down for some... Uh, for some... Some uh, bad impression? Bad impression? Sure, why Good. not? So when t- time comes, I'm just going to hand this over to you. Oh, okay. With great power comes great responsibility or something. Ready and well, willing? I don't know about power. the able. Oh. We'll see about the able part. <laughs> I don't know about great power, but with power comes responsibility. Okay. Sure. Oh. All heartbreaking moments. Every time that is uttered in a movie. Yep. Oh. That does just there is a little bit of awe with that yeah. in there. It's just a I mean he wasn't he wasn't gonna be with us forever. Right. And frankly, he was here with us a long time. Right. Every so. time every time Uncle Ben is there, you know, and or Stanley, you know, it's like you just know that the end is coming soon. It's like, okay, here's Uncle Ben in a Spider-Man movie. How long do we have with him? And there it is. Every yeah. time I eat rice. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for somebody taking that. Well, yeah. Every time you see Stan Lee in a interview, you're like, yep. oh, how long do we have? Yep. Oh, how long do we have? Oh, my God. Is it terrible? He had a great run, true believers. Yeah. They had the. Uh, <laughs> it's not. That's, there's, had, a, there's a bad impression this week. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was that show he did on Sci-Fi? Oh God! Real uh, superpowers or something? Where, yeah. Where he was. Uh, Talk into your microphone, Barry. I'm just making noises. I'm just making noises. <laughs> like I'm trying to remember the name of this thing. But remember, uh, they had normal people, and they each had their own. Um, like superpower, even though they didn't really have any powers, <laughs> and they were trying to get the preventer from being voted off. And Stan Lee was Wasn't like the guy, like the next great superhero, or something like that. Something like that, and it was the lamest thing. Reality ever. series, they made their own costumes, things like that. Yeah, yeah. They were so, really throwing a lot against the wall during that reality game show phase. Yes, and I've seen a lot of his work post Marvel, and 
It's really bad. He had he had a great <laughs> really bad. long run. He had a run. He had a run. Long one. Stanley's Who Wants great. to Be a Superhero. Thank you. It was cringe. Well, yeah. It was always going to be. That's why they made the series. They were hoping that it was going to be cringe enough that people would want to watch it. On the other hand, I think a reality show where you throw people against the wall and see who sticks... <laughs> That's a great Didn't idea. Did they do that in Japan? <laughs> Wasn't that American Gladiator? No, it was uh, oh, Most Extreme oh, Challenge, MXC. Okay, man, man. It what was uh, Flypaper. Some, some Japanese game shows. Yes. That Americans can participate in. Yes. That would be so funny. You know, but, but the, see, they, would always tr- they always try to bring those Japanese game shows to the United States, and then they fuck them up. Yeah. Do, well, so, be, because the, the, the studio lawyers go, no, 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 You, no. you, you want to whip oh. his scrotum with the switch while he tries to answer <laughs> trivia? We can't do that here. And well, they, would do a third, they would do a third of what you do on those shows in Japan, and they would just rerun those same clips throughout the same half hour. Well, it's not always the lawyers, Kirsten. It's a lot of times the producers are going, okay, so we want to take that thing that was real successful, and we want to Americanize it so that it'll attract American audiences. And then... They change every element of the thing so that it's a pale shadow of what it was when it was in Yeah, they Japanese call it wipeout. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Yeah, wipeout's pretty lame. <laughs> Gordon Ramsay, Kitchen Nightmares. Uh-huh. Uh, the English version is he's so, alone. so, so much better than the American yeah. version. Well, they don't in the sense- American version, when he walks into a fridge and you get that, that creepy sound, that... Yep. You they know? also don't censor every swear word that uh, that Gordon yeah, Ramsay utters as, oh my God, what is this shit? And they don't take five, the first like minute when you come back from a commercial mm-hmm. recapping the last uh, five minutes. I, I well, absolutely... they don't really break for commercials like that in British television. They well, there commercial, are commercials. They do commercials between the shows there. That is one of the trends with modern television I absolutely hate because every time they do that, come back from commercial recap, that cuts into more and more of the screen time. So by the end of the show, you've got a half-hour show that's an hour long. If that. Sometimes it's 25 minutes. Yeah. And also Uh. those British shows... They're not in English, right? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, folks, to Bitch Shock, number 622. I am Master Targo. 80s Jeff. Commander K. Maple Leaf Matt. Vlarg. And Deb. And we're here to talk week and geek. Finally in the same room together once again. Thank you for putting up with our internet shows. <laughs> yeah, there's... And Kirsten. Uh, as you probably expected, there's quite a bit of COVID scare in Vegas, and uh, rightfully so. And my place was hit hard. Thankfully, I wasn't. Thankfully, I ate a lot of hot dogs. My place got hit hard, too, and thank God I managed to avoid it. So, yeah, not fun. Yeah. It led to a lot of work hours, and uh, uh, frankly, you were lucky you got an episode last week, to be yeah. honest about it. Oh, that was a cluster and a half. But we are here, we are back, and we are thankful for you, listener. So, singular? Listener? Singular? Yes. You're one person listening? Listener, okay. I am, I'm trying right, to make Jake. it special All to right, each Jake. person. How are you yeah. doing, Jake? <laughs> People aren't usually listening as a group. They're listening individually, individually. on their headphones That's in the car. Right? right? No, it's like Barry, a jackass. You're supposed to. Thanks a lot, Barry. This is your fault. One yeah. of the <sighs> things they taught us in uh, in audio presentation in film school is oh, drink. You want to make every person listening feel like it's just them that you're talking to. Wow. So this one is for you, listener. Thank you, Jeff, for explaining what we all knew. You just did that in like the Mr. Rogers tone. You really did. Yeah. yeah. Well, Jeff is the Mr. Rogers slash Bob Ross slash 
Oscar the Grouch of this show. So that's not like mansplaining. That's like Jeff splaining. It's like a, a Jeff splaining is its own thing. Happy little trees. <laughs> Jeff is the Oscar. The you're right. That what was the wrong. fuck is Barry? <laughs> <laughs> Barry's that inchworm. All right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Oh, you know what? Uh, what? It crawls on the trash I, and the sesame I, I street. I yeah. know who the inchworm is. Okay, I'm just okay. Like... Jeff is the Bert, but Jeff is the Bert. Okay, yeah. Okay, that works. That is actually. Yeah, I can see that. That's yeah. actually. Yeah. No, 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 no. He's the two old guys on the balcony in the <laughs> Statler Waldorf. <laughs> yes. Wow. Now I'm not. I thought I'm, that was you and I'm me. I'm not bitter enough to that's be true, Statler actually. and Waldorf. No, <laughs> it, it, that's me and Kay. I just there you know. go. Yeah. And I'm also Fozzie. Ah, waka waka. Because <laughs> oh, your jokes never hit? Is that why? That's right. Ooh. No, okay. because he needs to Coming shave. Coming from this guy. Two <laughs> halflings fucking on the back of a horse. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Herbert like, was always my favorite. This is this is great. I, I can't believe sex on the horse is wonderful. I've never done this before. And the other's like, fuck you, I'm a centaur. King Vault appreciated it. I would have laughed if you didn't tell that last D&D session. I'm pretty sure you told that last D&D session. Yes, I did. Everyone's heard it before. Yep. That's that's another fossil. Everything old is new again, Matt. Oh, that's right. Okay. Did anyone watch the latest Muppets where Fozzie had like a human girlfriend? All the time, Barry. No. <laughs> Are you sure? Wow. Or do you just not remember? That's true. Yeah. I caught a couple episodes. It was actually quite funny. Okay. All right. I'll have to take your word for it. Yeah. Is this when you were alone in Houston? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a human girlfriend. Yes. Does he fuck her bear? <laughs> waka waka waka. waka. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> A little business before we continue on uh, for you Kofi members, and this is all Kofi levels. Uh, the Hawkeye spoiler talk is up, as well as a bunch of outtakes from the last couple of Geek Shock episodes. So find it in the Kofi Drive, and we are ramping back up with the book club. So put your nominations up because that will be up ready for your nominations when you hear this. So, everybody, let's start with Deb. What geeky things did you do this week? Well, um, finally watched The Eternals. The Eternals? Yeah. Um, I actually enjoyed it. It was a decent movie. Yeah. Um, I want to say, I don't think, I think the length was good. It didn't feel super long. It felt like enough. And I'm getting faces over here. What's going on? <laughs> Go on. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I, I, I don't understand won't, it either, Deb. Won't, won't even last five minutes. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. No. Oh, God. Okay, got it. <laughs> just, just continue. Just I like on. how Ignore you Ignore the man behind the curtain. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, but yeah, the story was... I enjoyed it. Um, God, I keep saying um. So... Take a drink, everybody. <laughs> I know some of the uh, the monkeys disagreed with some of the characters that got put into the movie that they felt like they could have been taken out of and the, the story could have happened um, all, the way it should have. But I don't feel like that was the case and I'm not going to go into details because I will give away plot if people haven't seen it. Um, but I definitely think that all the characters they did include were necessary to drive the story plot to get to where they got. It was enjoyable. It's a good watch. And it's available on Disney Plus for free if you have Disney Plus or access to Disney Plus. So, The Eternals. 
And the second thing I did was uh, Discovery of Witches season three is out. So they've on they are officially on episode two. Episode three will get posted this Saturday. It is available on Sky One and Sky Max in England and I'm assuming Europe probably. And in the US, you can get it on Sundance, AMC, or Shutter. It is the last season of this show, so they've only had the three. I really enjoy it, but it's definitely, you know, a romance style vampire witches demons storyline. So you're not into those types of things like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, etc. It's probably not your thing, but I definitely enjoy it. Discovery of Witches. So I'm excited to see this last season. I have not read the books, so if anybody has read the books, I kind of started the show before then. So as soon as this the series ends, I'm going to get into the story, into the books, and see how the books differ from the TV show. What has been the best season so far? So last season, they went back in time. And I always appreciate time travel stories. Oh, it's zero over that Uh-oh. one, Jeff. Jeff's in now. Yeah. yeah. But they went to Elizabethan times. Oh, so, okay. yeah. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> what? Why? No, just, 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 just being facetious. Okay. <laughs> so everyone gets wow. chlamydia and dies. And Jeff. Like, I know. And, and you said that Barry was salty today. I know. <laughs> but no, one thing about the story that I kind of appreciate, it's not vampires, witches, and werewolves. It's vampires, witches, and demons. Oh, my. And they've kind of created this council to help keep them, you know, secret from humans. So they've lived on the the planet for thousands of years. They're called creatures in the storyline. And the only thing that makes them different is they have a different chromosome in their DNA that allow, like makes them live longer, um, gives them different traits than normal humans. So it's interesting. They kind of go into a little bit more science-y piece about how they exist than some other stories do. Yep. Science that shit. Because <laughs> okay. they have Thank so you, much shit for vampires and <laughs> demons now. How they know they exist. So, so where can we watch this? So again, in England, you can watch it on Sky One or Sky Max, which I think is also available in Europe or some parts of Europe. Um, in the U.S., Sundance, AMC, or Shudder. Okay. So you do have to have a subscription to one of those services to watch it. Okay. It is, like I said, they've started this next Saturday is the first, is season, bleh. next Saturday is episode three of season three. If you wait until the whole season's done, you could probably binge it in a few days and get, you know, one of those free for a week type access to Shutter or AMC. And okay. you could probably watch it for free. Hell, I would recommend Shutter anyway just to, for that and Creep Show. There you go. Barry, what'd you do this week? Never mind, I don't care. Oh, God. Matt, what did you do this week? Absolutely nothing. All right, in that case, Barry, what'd you do? Wow. Actually, wow. <laughs> okay. Did you okay. do something? No. I probably did. I don't remember. <laughs> How do you not remember? I just don't remember. Just need to take notes. It's that laid-back Canadian attitude. How's, uh, how's the army coming? It's coming. It's coming. Have I know you, you started you, painting. You, you said you built I the started scu- painting. You built the skatari. I built some skatari. Some skatari. How many is some? Like eight. You okay? That's not bad. So yes. for a noob, are they? Do they come like D and D figures where you have to attach the arms and stuff, or do you have to oh, actually oh. put the whole body together? <laughs> do you want to take this? <laughs> <laughs> Everything needs to be put together. Everything. Everything. The Everything. pained Everything. look on Torgo's face says it all. <laughs> 
if you get into Warhammer, you better be into model building. That's all I got to say about that. Because the D&D figures, they're great. The new ones, because, yeah, they have the option. You could switch out the weapons, whatever you want it to be. That's fantastic. Uh, this one, not so much. This one, you're putting together about six or seven pieces for one fi- small figure. And then you have to go through the wonderful decision of, do I want to paint them before I glue them together, glue them all together, and try to paint them in hard-to-reach places? And neither one's a good idea. So... You mean the back seat of a Volkswagen? Yes, that it's that uncomfortable. Yeah. Ah. Yes. Now, when you say model building, is it normal everyday? You know, just use your fingertips, or is this tweezers model building oh, that you have know. to do for Warhammer? Y- you can do fingertips. Okay. And with some of the newer kits, some of them are push fit, so you don't even need glue. Oh, okay. I, yes. I recommend yes. cutting off those bits and actually gluing it together, but you don't have to. You Do they, after time, kind of fall apart? Yes. Uh, you know what? No. They, those those push fits are snug. In fact, a few times too snug. I, where I'm like, <laughs> I didn't push in all the way, and it wouldn't go in all the way, but I couldn't pull it apart either, so it was like oh, halfway in and that. halfway out. It sucks. Kirsten knows it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Is that why you recommend uh, snipping those off? Snipping those yeah, off and just gluing snip, it together. Yeah, yeah make sure it's you snip. All the innuendos today. Seriously. <laughs> hey. What are you talking when about? It, when, it comes, when it comes to when it comes to model building, the Jews oh. knew what they were about. <laughs> <laughs> no, Snip that shit. The reason I Do asked we drink about, for that. <laughs> the reason I asked about the tweezers, I came across a video on YouTube. That and I was too, watching tweezers. Some guy using the big magnifier, and yeah. then two sets of tweezers, and he's put, trying to put this thing together. And I'm like, I'm in awe of the detail on how tiny this little model is, and at the same time, I'm like, fuck that. No. I would not have the patience to put that small of a model together because it looked like it was a hair's breadth away from just completely destroying the whole model and the guy would have to throw it away and start over with a new model kit. No, it's not a ship in a bottle. You don't have to worry about that. Yeah, it's not it's, not that bad. Although, no. uh, on the rare occasion that when I'm doing a commission, I have to build the model as well as paint it, uh, which I do charge a lot extra for, so just be aware. There was that one time where there was that one little piece of the head of the custodies where it was was one just like small, that little lantern, and it dropped and disappeared. And for the next hour, that was my life, looking for this small little piece. Because if it was mine, I'd have been like, fuck it, it's gone. I don't care. (laughs) I don't need it. Who who needs a lantern in 40K? It's dark anyway. Um, But... Since it was Were a they, commission, I was like, I gotta find it. It's part. It's either that or buy a new figure. Not was doing it that. Plastic or metal? It's plastic. Mm. See, you're lucky you weren't putting them together when they were uh, pewter, because like I have a bloodthirster from back in the day, um, and it's got like huge wings, and the wings are weighted at the very end, not where you connect it. So it's like, oh, motherfucker, getting the, like the massive amounts of glue and shit, and you're like, all right, it's done. You go off and do something. You come back, goes, both wings are on the ground. You're like, fuck. <laughs> Pinning. You have to pin that shit. Yeah. God, that reminds me. I had a pewter model of the Enterprise one time, and the nacelles just like, just from naturally sitting on the stand, folded over. I, I, I just remember walking by it one day on the shelf, and I'm like, what the fuck? And you have to like, you have to get like a hair dryer and heat it and gently push it back into position. Fun fact, that's what they did when I got my sun, my new prescription sunglasses. That's mm-hmm. exactly what they yeah. did to make them fit my face. Hair dryer. Yeah. They had this, well, they had like this little heat gun that's yeah. like a mini hair dryer yeah. so that they could heat the, the yeah. 
They're like, don't Arm fucking pieces. move. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, don't move. You're going to need more than these glasses if you move. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they take them off her face before they do that. Yes. Yes, they do. That would be great. You get that that new optician has just started. Like, okay, hold still. <laughs> the skin's all blistering up underneath. Just one more second. Yeah, there you go. How does it feel? Is it comfortable? It feels like someone opened the Ark of the Covenant. <laughs> And I forgot to close my eyes. Don't open your eyes, Mary. <laughs> All right, fine, Barry. What'd you do this week? Ah, we finished The Expanse. Oh, I gotta do that. Yes. Yes, oh, you do. No, I you don't. the first episode, like, when it first came out, and then I'm like, why am I doing this? I don't want to wait till next week. I'm so wait till I'll come out and I binge it. Binge it. It's, binge it. It's absolutely worth it. I absolutely love The Expanse. I love the books, um, and I think they did a great job with it uh, on TV. Now, they're... I'm not going to spoil anything, but it ends a little weird. Um, just be prepared for it and accept it that there's more to the to the world than really is filmable on TV. They they sopranos did didn't they? No, they didn't. No, they didn't. They're just no. like right in the middle of a song. They're eating and just poof. yeah. No, don't stop. <laughs> Which, by the way, the producer for that episode came out and said someone killed them when that happened. They they finally got put to rest. In the expanse? No, in the Sopranos. Yeah, I don't oh, David it. Chase. No, he still he still no. refuses. No, someone. I, I believe it was him actually. No, he still that. refuses to no. elaborate on it. Um, one of his co-producers said that. <laughs> said that he's pretty sure that. Although you know that we as the audience got whacked. Now, what? I don't know. What the hell does that frankly, mean? Frankly, I kind of like that idea. They're all sitting there eating, and then you cut to outside the diner and blows up with a bomb <laughs> roll credits and then they zoom I out even further and there's like a mushroom cloud i would just i'd like that's that'd Earth be a great eyes yeah in fact there's no reason why you can't make that your own personal ending on that show that's true it's it's that interpretive. no no it's I, a choose your own adventure ending yeah thing. But i want to ruin things for everyone <laughs> thanos snaps his fingers and the sopranos disappear <laughs> oh there Dust you go there you but yeah go. but back to the expanse yeah so basically we're not we're not saying it they, they don't touch on the aliens the other aliens right that's what i'm getting from you don't yeah, touch what much. aliens? Yeah, pretty touch much. Touch on the other aliens. You really shouldn't be touching aliens, Matt. No, yeah, not without yeah. their permission. Not without yeah. consent. Yeah, not without quarantine gamut. The, the ones that killed the gate builders, those guys. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Perfect. Not going to watch it now. Fuck that. <laughs> oh, my God. You're so you get, bitter. You get an ending to the Holden storyline, right? He's the main character for this whole series. Okay. You get an ending to that. It's a good, okay. it, it's nice, a good wrapped ending. up ending. It's nice. So Can't they're just going to gloss over that whole line of... I think they were pissed off. They looked pretty angry that we were using the books. Okay. Yeah, oh, read the books. Oh shit! Damn, Matt. Matt Barry's saying something nice about something. Just you know, roll we'll with it. it. Roll. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything nice about you, <laughs> but I will say nice things about all the wonderful work that's being put into the casino in Minecraft. Minecraft, everybody! Hey, I drink. Picked, everyone everybody drink. Everybody take a I drink. About Minecraft. No, it's great. There's, we regularly have like 10, 12 people on the server at any given time. Ooh. It's it's populated. It's it's active. The community's great. And this casino is getting out of freaking control. Um, it's the biggest project I've ever seen in Minecraft. And everyone's helping. Uh, it's going to be wonderful. And it's going to take for ugh, forever. But it'll be great. It's Barry's magnum opus. Like he's going to literally get done with it and then go rosebud and just keel over in the freaking gaming chair. And then we won't discover him for hours later. No, 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 no. I know what I'm going to do once it's complete. Then I'm going to torture Torgo. 
Are you going to set your charges and just blow it to shit? Uh, I'm tempted, but no. Yeah. Okay. I logged on yesterday for 15 minutes before it crashed, and we heard you crashed it. <laughs> yeah, that's what we heard. That's a rumor and a lie, and it might be true. <laughs> Everyone on Discord said you crashed it. I believe them. <laughs> I don't have that kind of power on purpose. You're just bad luck. <laughs> wow. You're like the Andy of computers. But I gotta say, I don't know who it is that built all these wonderful things in my front yard. They're beautiful to look at. They're some of those amazing builds. Get off my lawn. Seriously. (laughs) Beautiful windmill, all these wonderful things. It is nice having a, a... an iron farm next to me now. That's that's nice to be close to. <laughs> Again, I wasn't me. <laughs> Someone may have just set up shop and didn't realize your oh, house I, was there. I, I'm very much sure of it. Although I, the big red flaming tea out front probably gave it away. But it, either way, I appreciate it and don't at the same time. <laughs> I think that was Microscoop. I don't know. It, I have no idea. Microscoop was there. He said it wasn't him. So did you see his shop in town? I haven't been back to town yet. You should go to town. I you should go to town. I, I just built my enchanting table, so I'm, I'm still getting... Uh, I don't have a good way of getting XP yet. There's a store in town that sells it. Yeah? Yeah. What they sell it for? Diamonds. diamonds. I don't have diamonds. So go mining. There's no fucking cave under my house. There's, there's no diamonds down there. It's just death. There, there is a hole that goes all the way down to bedrock right under your... Uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah, you built. <laughs> yes, I did. You asshole. Uh-huh. I covered it up because it was dangerous. Boy, this conversation really makes me want to jump on and play. <laughs> you should. It's fun. Yeah. Diamonds. Great. Thank yeah. you for that. Mm-hmm. Minecraft, everybody. Yeah. Jeff, what'd you do this week? So, um, I did watch uh, the most recent episode of Book of Boba Fett, uh, where, of course, they dive more into the past of the character and how he got to where he is, which I kind of liked. Um, it was the majority of the episode, so um, if you like finding out that whole storyline that happens from end of uh, them blowing up Jabba's barge in Return of the Jedi up to this point, uh, you'll definitely dig what they're doing with the series. Um, the dig, thing that I dig, I see what he did there. Yeah, uh, the thing I'm actually uh, most excited about that I did this week is I watched uh, Peacemaker on HBO Max. The first three episodes, right? First three episodes. Uh, the next episode won't be till this coming Friday. Uh, so probably the very same day that you're listening to this, it'll be out. But uh, it definitely has that same feel that you had with the Suicide, suicide Squad. And rightfully so, because it is both written and directed by James Gunn. You know, it picks up literally right after the, uh, the end credit scene from the Suicide Squad. Uh, he's in the hospital and then, you know, goes on with the story. I don't want to say too much more about it because, like I said, it's only been out for not even a whole week yet. Uh, so I want to give people opportunity to watch it. But uh, And if you haven't seen Suicide Squad, fix your life. It's amazing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The, the Suicide Squad versus the regular Just, no, I was talking, just Suicide Squad. No, I was squad. talking about the one with the mummy girl, that, that one. Oh, no. No? No. That was amazing. No, no Enchantress. That's fantastic. That was, that was poor, poorly executed. It had the Joker. It had something like the Joker. Fresh Prince, Fresh Prince of Bel Air. He was in there too. Yeah. It was Joker ish. <laughs> Joker light. Joker light. Joker adjacent. Yeah. Joker adjacent. <laughs> I like that one. That's a good one. But uh, but yeah, Peacemaker. Um, I'm spoilery free talk. Uh, I'm very happy with the cast they put together. The Who plays different characters. I can't huh? see him. John Cena. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. 
You can't see him? I just see like a silver mask. You just see the hand just, going back and forth in front of his no, face? I don't see anything. Oh, okay, it's I got like you. Invisible man. Gotcha, gotcha. Swearing that. Hollow man. Uh, but the, the chemistry between all the actors is there. Uh, you definitely see that there are people that are the straight, the straight ones in the, in the joke setups. Cena tends to be more of the, you know, setting up the joke, not realizing that he is the joke. Although the, I should say the character doesn't know that he is the joke, but I was very happy with it. Um, I can't, see, can't wait to see what they do with the rest of the series. I had some downright laugh out loud moments while I was watching it. Uh, so hopefully uh, everyone else's impression will be similar, but definitely check it out. Um, it's on HBO Max. Um, right now, just like I said, the first three episodes, probably by the time you're hearing this, episode four will be up. The downside is it is on, on a weekly release schedule on Fridays. So, um, But I believe there's only going to be 10 episodes, so there'll only be six more episodes after the one that drops on Friday. So, Peacemaker on HBO Max. Check it out. Roll. Speaking of DC, fun thing, not spoilery. In the Eternals, they reference DC Multiple comics. times. Multiple yeah. times. So, DC Comics are comics in the Marvel Universe. That's sneaky of them. Yeah. So, DC Comics are canon now? They're, they're in, they talk about Superman. Yeah. Did they mention Batman? Batman. Batman. Yep. Well, that's wild. Yeah. I gotta see the Eternals. Yeah, it's not bad. Crazy. Now, they don't talk about image comics. Well, few do these days. Yeah. 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 So speaking of comics, that, that's been kind of the centric for my week. Uh, two things. One, I got Marvel Unlimited, finally. Hmm. Like, I actually like, bought it outright. They had a deal going on. I'm like, too good to be true. Uh, let's, let's read some Marvel comics. So now, it, it, that is their digital comic book subscription platform. <laughs> to be true. Right? So, you have access to Basically every Marvel comic ever written all the way up to three months ago because, you know, the, they don't give you the brand. You mind? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can still hear that shit. Yeah. You, you could always just interject with you your joke about yeah. Marvel comic here, streaming. That's the thing that King Vold is on, right? Because King Vold is going through every single comic that Marvel put out. Like like starting from the beginning, all of them? Yes. Wow. That, that is fucking insane. There's 40,000 comics on there. How would yeah. you do that? That's, is he speed reading them? See, that was my... I have no clue how this is. And, and my, I think it might only be starting from 1961. Do you sponsor him yeah, for but, charity or something? No, I no. think it starts at 39. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. He started at oh, 61. Oh, okay. The, uh, but, I, but yeah, no, it, Marvel Comics with the Human Torch. Yeah. This. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they, that was my thing. It was like, where do I enter all this? Because I'm like, I, I, do I just do the big crossovers and so on? Because I'm basically going to get it for a year. Mm. So I, I got a year to do whatever you, I'm going to do. You got to roll? We gotta, yeah, I got to move. And you have to sleep, so you do have to limit Boy, what if, you're allowed to read. If we thought he hadn't watched shit... <laughs> Before <laughs> this year is a total loss. Uh, so I started with uh, the Grant Morrison new X Men run. Yeah, that's what 3940? 1940? <laughs> Grant Morrison? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see. So you're not going back. No, no, no. I'm not. Oh, no, what's your order here? I, I decided I wanted to start somewhere in the newish area. So I was like, I'll start with Grant Morrison because I know that's a good run. 
So right. I'm just going to start there and reading there. And that, of course, leads into House of M. And I was like, oh, that's perfect. I will read House of M and just read the House of M because you can huh. you can search it by event. So oh. it, it, so you can, it will give you all the actual like House of M comics and all of the extraneous comics that yes. are a part of it. So, you know, House of M is like 40 comics total. Oh. And so I'm like, and then I was like, that's my beginning point. I will read House of M, all of it. And then from then on, where House of M ends, that will be my I read everything Marvel from that point on. Ah. So it ended in November of 2005. I am now getting to the end of all of the comics that were released in November 2005. So I'm making headway. Because uh, I can get, you know, comics to, to take uh, five, ten minutes, depending on it, each comic, depending how much you want to stop and enjoy the art. There's some rough ones in there, man. Dude, there are. There are. And I'll, also, I've come to certain ones, I'm like, you know what, if, if it's not striking me, there's no reason to just barrel through it, especially if I know it's something that's not super attached, like holiday specials. I'll start to read them, but if they're not grabbing me, I'll move on. And also, I've got laid down the rule at the start point that there's a lot of you know limited series, you know, five issue series runs of specific stories. If it starts in the middle of that, I'll read it. If it's toward the end, I'll skip it. But any new one, I've got to start reading. I've, I've, you know me. I've laid down all sorts of arbitrary rules on how I have to do this. I would like to see all these rules written down <laughs> so that we can point point it out when you ignore them. <laughs> it's, it's rare, but it happens. Hmm. Uh, but I'm enjoying it. So far, whether I stick to it, who knows? So you got it for a year. So I got it for a year. It was like fifty-five bucks for the year. Do you think you can finish all the way up to the modern era in a year? No, no. But I'll see how far I can get. But and you can get fifty-five dollars worth of use out of it. Oh in yeah. A year. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just wondering if there's a bet here somewhere. Oh, I see. <laughs> uh, but so far, I've read a couple hundred comics. Wow. From this going through, because wow. the Grant Morrison I read issue, issues one through sixty on, on its own. For every one year of comics you get through, oh, oh, wow! Are, are you are you setting? Uh, I will goal levels punch you? Maple Leaf Matt in the face. Wow, that's a. Uh, I, I I don't know well, how I feel about this. Wait, wait. Does he get to punch you back? Yes. Yes. Oh, then fucking yes. Mm. <laughs> there you go. Let's go. Two thousand five to modern era. What what are the number of years? Mm-hmm. And we split it 50-50. Okay. And then depending <laughs> on how far you get, it might be more for Matt. It might be more punches for Barry. Well, it's only 17 years. But you know, by the end of this year, it'll be 18. <laughs> that's okay. A, that's a full so, UFC match. So right now, to, to, to give you inspiration. I'm already inspired. It's 17 punches for Barry on Matt. Every year you knock off, it flips. Ah, so this is inspiration for you to read all 17 years. <laughs> Did you see how he web shot you there when I was doing it too there, Matt? Yeah. Now, yeah. keep in mind, everyone, Matt's bigger than me. He's Much. Got, he's got some weight on me too and reach. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. So Yeah, but you've got confidence. I got moxie. <laughs> <laughs> and it, yeah, all right. What he needs to be is nimbly bimbly, but he's not. <laughs> <laughs> he's chaotic. But plus, what the, plus, we have it on good authority. He doesn't even last five minutes. There we go. <laughs> wow. Wow. I wouldn't even go there. Everybody drink. Everybody. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. and, and the thing with both of them is they both have this internal boiling anger. Yes. So, yes. <laughs> so it's, it's, I think it'll be therapeutic for both of them. Yes. 
Matt is the angriest Canadian. <laughs> Dude, we could get... Now, no kidding. We could get those big oversized boxing gloves and we could film this. <gasps> Sumo suits. Oh. <laughs> Sumo suits. No, 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 no. Banana suits. No, no. No. Sumo suits. Oh, no. Sumo suits. Those, those, those big inflatable balls that you get inside and then you run at each other and collide. I would love that. That would be great. And, and we do it sort of like Irish standoff. So if it's Matt's turn... Barry has to stand there while Matt comes barreling up and blam! <laughs> and if it's Barry's turn, Matt has to stand there while Barry comes barreling oh, up, I bounce, love this idea. and then ba- you know Barry bounces across. Is the that room. what an Irish standoff is? Uh, it's sort of it. it uh, yeah, the Irish uh, standoff is you stand, you, you stand there and, and take it. You you take it. I know what an Irish discussion is, but I didn't yeah. know what a. No, you stand there and take it. Yeah, it's just exchange uh, a punch each, just bam. I would just be waiting for Johnny Knoxville to pop up and say, welcome to Jackass, as these guys are going at it. Frankly, it's surprising he doesn't do it at the beginning of every one of these shows. Right. (laughs) He probably does. He just doesn't tell us. I I don't know how I feel about it, because it started off so painful, but now it's turned into something so beautifully spectacular. I don't know which one I want more. Well... I mean, we have to do this. Yeah. This has to happen. Jeez. What do you think? Comments. (laughs) Oh, podcast. We'll be in an octagon before the freaking comments are done. (laughs) (laughs) Once Jake gets a hold of it and proposes the chainsaws and being uh, in an octagon wearing guns, Pentagon freaking puff suits, (laughs) jumping running at each other. Irish standoff, but with stun guns. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) I got it. We make those puffy suits look like D20s. What's he going to do? He's got, a lot of, he's got a lot of all uh, these ideas, ideas for us. Yes. For us and well, I'm trying to help out the show. Oh, I uh. had plenty to think about this weekend when I wasn't watching football. Because <laughs> my friends got together and watched football, oh, okay. and I was at home alone. So I just I sat there. <laughs> wow. What could I oh, do? Look at this bitterness. Oh, so. I feel I'm so sour. Anyway, sour K. Hell, I was even here, but I didn't watch football. No, we did not. We played. They were, they were crafting. No, that's a yeah. Yeah, this side salty, this side sour. I, I got a whole snack tray around me. <laughs> you calling me a snack? Your taste buds can't decide. <laughs> Who's umami or unami or umami? <laughs> umami. Umami. I've been to that website. Everybody drink. Maybe they should be rubber slap gloves. <laughs> Those big fat ones from vaudeville. They just beat each other with rubber chickens. They just want to see us beat each other up. That's what yeah. it is. In well, funny yeah. ways. In funny ways, yes. Because just that, like smacking each other in the face with your fucking face. How about Kirsten takes on the winner? Takes on? Takes like, on? Like, like, like what? sex? I, yeah, I'm, no, I'm not liking the winner. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever wins between us faces Kirsten. Why don't we just beat the hell out of Kirsten? Yeah, you know what? That's Call right. it a day. I like that. I like that idea too. So you can have more time to do what you want to do. I can have more time to do what I want to do. Kirsten and, will sit and, there a bloody and mess. And I finally get included. <laughs> It's a little text, Kirsten. Come on over, yay! So first year punch on Matt, second year's a punch on Barry, the third year's a punch on Kirsten. Is that what I'm hearing? No. Oh, okay. What you're hearing is they're gonna beat the shit out of each other for 17 punches. Okay. And then there's one with me. Yep. Okay. I accept your. I, no, I no, accept no, your no, proposal. No, that's no, not. No, that's no, not how. No, review no. the tape. Hey, no. Review the tape. Deb already said, "Yep, it's set in stone." <laughs> It's either sumo suits or the giant balls. Okay, giant, one or giant the other. Balls. I 
Either yeah. one is good. De- Deb has to referee because we all know she has no bias towards Barry. No. Oh, yeah. And that's not, that's not a joke. She literally has no bias towards Barry. <laughs> She'd be like, you call that a fucking sumo wrestling? Look, this is how you do it. Give me the suit, Barry. <laughs> how do you red card a referee? <laughs> slide tackle. You don't. She'd slide tackle. One of us. We'd be running and just slide tackle out of nowhere. No. Just. And the other comic book thing I did this week. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Did we distract you? I'm sorry. Is I started playing the Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy video game. How the, was that? The first player uh, so, uh, solo game. There's no multiplayer in it. It is fantastic. What console? It is absolutely uh, for all consoles at this point. It is. Is it like the Avengers game? No, no, no. It's wonderfully not like the Avengers game. It's. It is a story-driven game. Um, it is the best single-player game I have played of its kind since the uh, Nathan Drake series. Hmm. And those were fantastic. Yeah. Uncharted, I want to that is a so bold bad. statement. Okay. If, if you like Guardians of the Galaxy and those characters, and they are nailing those characters. Like, Kirsten, I know how much you like Drax. Drax is fantastic in this. But the thing that disturbs me the most about this game is how similar Rocket Raccoon is to Barry. It is so weird how... <laughs> Close in personality, they truly, truly are. Tall rodent. Well, well, your facial hair isn't helping with that. You got a real raccoon look to you right now. I kind of do, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it, but it is striking at times. I'm like, fuck. That's something Barry would say. Fuck. That's something Barry would say. (laughs) That's 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 been my that's been my review of the game so far. Fuck. That's something Barry would say. I have to play this. It's really good though. How many times does Rocket say "fuck your whore mother"? Well, they say Flark, but otherwise pretty much oh. all the time. Oh, okay. Flark? Yeah. I love it. But if you love Guardians of the Galaxy and want your own movie where you're going to play Star-Lord, this is it. And the action parts of it really work. The fighting scenes are great. The way you're able to control the other members of the team to do what you want them to do in battle is really, really intuitive. Yeah, but that's not very Guardians of the Galaxy. He really doesn't control shit. Oh, you learn that real fast. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. Good. Trust me, that's that's way <laughs> part of the game. All right. I'm a few hours in, and I've pretty much lost all my members so far. So it's 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 true form. It, the writers knew what they were doing. The voice cast is spot on. If you're looking for a fantastic solo adventure game, look no further. If you hate Guardians, I even say give it a try. It's still worthwhile. Wow. All right. Thurston, what did you do this week? Uh, I learned stuff. Did you? Yeah. Yeah, what'd you learn? Um, I learned about Squeecore. You said something about that to me in a text, and I thought you were speaking Norwegian. What is, what yeah. is? Yeah. No, not speaking Norwegian. Uh, uh, yeah. that, thank you. You yeah. just lost our Norwegian uh, listener. No, 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 no. You can Kingvold loves it. Oh, God. He does. He does. <laughs> <laughs> um... If this was a discussion that just burst onto sci-fi Twitter uh, over the past few days. Uh, apparently, some podcasters um, were griping about something they defined as squeecore. And they were talking about, like, John Scalzi, Chuck Windig. And it was really funny, because as I'm trying to go through this stuff, I'm like... Okay, I'm surprised they didn't call it like cuck core or, you know, some stupidity like that. But they're bitching about science fiction that is built around hell yeah moments 
and um, uh, kind of like feel-good moments about the characters and stuff like that, and this kind of Whedon-esque banter, okay. you know, undercutting emotional moments with a joke and stuff. I, ca- I can't see why anyone would, would want that. You know, but, well, it's funny because now, pay attention, this is important. Okay, okay. CoraBulert.com. Okay, that's important one. Yes, because Cora Bullert is a, she's a big time genre fan. She she lives in Germany. She though has her degrees in English. She teaches uh, um, English and studies a whole bunch of English literature type things and is earlobe deep into the genre. And her her uh, website is excellent. And. She actually kind of like broke this down, and she's an excellent analyst and uh, um, um, explainer of things. So she basically ran through the whole discussion, you know, doing the whole TLDR of the podcast and everything. And she's like, this really isn't a genre. This is a type of writing. And these people are bitching about this type of writing, and some people are exhausted by it. Uh, you know, like apparently there's there's a weird kind of hipster hate in sci-fi for like hit red shirts and stuff like that. You know, the book, the book red, red shirts. Shirt. Yeah. So it was actually kind of funny because then this got me into this whole what the hell is you know all these new new genre things, right? We've talked about grim dark. Yes. Now. We know the story that Grimdark actually came from somebody bitching about that kind of writing. He called it Grimdark. Joe Abercrombie latched onto it and sort of, yeah, I am Lord Grimdark. I think that's even his Twitter handle, that right? That is his handle, yeah. He, he embraced it, right? Well, did you know that there is a Noble Bright? Noble Bright. Noble Bright is apparently a... Uh, sort of the conservative side of science fiction and fantasy. I thought that was a My Little Pony. Yeah, well, they're actually, it's a pushback against Grimdark, where the, the protags are noble, and there's hope, and there's, um, you know, uh, you, can, you can actually win, you can actually defeat the enemy, and, you know, it, it'll be good afterward. It's kind of interesting. No shades of gray, black and white, and white always wins. Kind of, sort of, yeah. Which is funny because apparently the other pushback against Grimdark is hope punk. <laughs> and, and, and this is funny because it seems like, now these are over, oversimplifications, folks, but hope punk seems to be the left wing pushback against Grimdark. Please explain. I, 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 dude, it's kind of hard to explain because you know these whole genre descriptions they always lay out their shit what what it is but then you get it's like that's is that really what that for example there's another one called cozy fantasy and it's like cozy fantasy and it's like yeah that's sort of like the hobbit you know, okay, okay. kind of cozy and, and you know things happen at home and it's kind of around that immediate and it's like well wait but the hobbit has big has traveling like lord of the rings and you know well you know the hobbit has traveling and they go traveling and it's like yeah that's true that's more like backpack fantasy so apparently fantasy where you go on quests and <laughs> why, stuff is why? sort of backpack what fantasy? the fuck um, it's called fantasy <laughs> fantasy is there such a thing as over categorization oh yes. boy oh boy do They're they really? hate 
being told that. <laughs> you know, the same thing goes for music styles too. Sure. Like, oh yes, sure. yes, exactly. Well, I've been I'm on this Discord server that uh, where we talk about uh, sword and sorcery, and it's really funny because I keep throwing out there. I love genre because it tells me what I'm reading. I hate genre because it tells me what I'm writing. And and they quite haven't they they quite haven't bit on that yet to talk to me about it. I, I usually get confused face or scratchy head emojis when I put that up. But that's sort of what goes on, you know? Because I think when you use these terms to talk about what you're writing, you kind of end up hitting a wall. Uh, but th- th- it's really funny because Grimdark sort of just grew out of the commentary. Hope Punk, Noble Bright are declared movements. Um, actually, uh, there's Noble Bright, which is sort of conservative, but you know the far right. Every time you well, say that, I think Rainbow Bright. <laughs> <laughs> the the far right, they 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 can't just be conservative, so they have superversive. <laughs> because you know, you, you when when you're on the alt right, you can't be subversive. You're superversive. I'm so glad I'm not part of any of these conversations. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the cool things is uh, Cora's um, website. She actually her two latest posts actually discuss these things and discuss the movements. And I'm telling you right now, guys, she's really good at this. This is these are really informative and interesting reads, and she is earlobe. She's she's hairline deep in science fiction lore. She's part of a group called galacticjourney.org. Remember the World War II week by week that I yeah. watched? Yeah. Galacticjourney.org is fantasy science fiction year by year. Okay. And they currently, I think they're in 1966. There's a whole panel of writers and editors, and they're hitting every magazine. Oh, wow. I don't know if they're going to hit all books, but they're hitting all TV shows that came out that year. And I thought King Vault was going big on that yes. Marvel thing. And what they are doing is they do it in the conceit of they're in that year. So it's like they talk about the 1966 stuff. And it's really funny because one of the things uh, Cora had commented on is she's talking about this one author who gets better like in the 70s. But she can't talk about it right now because she's in 66 and his stuff is kind of weak. And it's kind of an amusing conceit. But it's incredibly detailed and very informative stuff. For example, just prior to Star Trek coming out in the U.S., there was this German science fiction series in West Germany that was huge. And it was not at all a kid's series. And of course, I didn't write the name down of it, so I can't say what TV series. TV series, West German TV. And it was really funny because she she was doing an episode by, I think it was her, but they were doing an episode by episode breakdown. And it's like, this is some serious shit. It was was just like, it's amazing. Galacticjourney.org. So that is a very fascinating science fiction fantasy archive to take a look into. And Cora Bueller, C-O-R-A-B-U-H-L-E-R-T dot com is her own, her own website 
really, really interesting stuff. I so, want to hear her takes on Squeakor. Oh, um, it, it, it's funny because she actually, she, she talks about, you know, people just uh, getting tired of the Whedon-esque stuff. And it's really, it, really funny because she says it's strange how they focus on Scalzi and Windig, but really they kind of mean a whole bunch of other books and write it the whole thing is just so weird and confusing and meta uh yes yeah yes very much so you know i as much as there are people a lot a lot of this seems like finger pointing of things i don't like to read so i'm gonna call it this yes but it's wonderful that there are that many subgenres, if you will in that genre that there's something for everybody plus there is there is and one of the cool things about these breakdowns that like Cora does, one of the things I'm really liking about her, she's definitely European because she doesn't go off on the political woohoo that America just seems fucking crippled by. Lately, because you know, it's really hard to get on anybody's fucking website and read, you know, what they have to say about something without them getting into, you know, politics. But yep. she, but she can actually she actually breaks things down. She even talks about she calls it the three factions of science. I think she jokingly calls it the three fractions of science fiction. <laughs> but she actually breaks it down, but she talks about political alignments, but she actually delves deeper in terms of like what do people want from the genre? What do they feel they're getting or not getting? And and it's actually a very, very nice analysis. So I definitely remember. Uh, remember, I definitely recommend that stuff. I so, love this. I love this. Song. It, it, it was, dude. It was crazy. And was I'm, I'm, I'm going to get the jump on this before oh, anyone else does it. I think we should classify ourselves now. I don't know if there are classifications of podcasts. I don't know if there's different genres, but I think that we would be um, uh, pre-noble, post-grim, bright, dark, uh, old-school, neo-punk uh, geek core. I accept your, uh, your proposal. You Analysis, yeah. 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 Geek shock. We are the neo-punks. I reject your reality and substitute my own. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but so yeah. when is but Matt- only ironically. Oh, no, no. So when does Matt get to hit you? Yeah, that's you have to read thing. stuff oh, okay. first. Oh, okay, sorry. I'm so I yeah, really, I'm jumping. I mean, you know, dude, you do realize oh, this. Man. This doesn't. None of this is actually going to happen until January of next year. It's got to. I I no, got curious, K, because uh, curious, K. The the name of the show looks like it's Rom Patrol Orion, yeah. mm-hmm. and ironically, they both su- premiered in September 1966. Star Trek on September 8th, 1966. And Orion on September seventeenth, nineteen sixty-six, okay. and it is often called Germany's answer to Star Trek. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's actually it. quite fascinating. It's a black and white series. Yep. And boy, oh boy, the sets and even for you know Germany, Europe, the sets and the costumes look very, very sixties. Uh, but the the episode breakdown that was some serious ass shit. Apparently, there's a few episodes on YouTube if anybody wants to watch them. Get yeah, the, with fuck the subtitles. Out. Yep. I hope they're subtitled. <laughs> anyway. I try. I took German a long time ago. Yeah, you know, I mean German. It's it's, very hard it, language. If you want your Actually, science fiction to be terrifying and and angry, uh, yeah, there you go. Thank you. Angry. Yeah, you would know that. What the German <laughs> language sounds very angry. Not all German language sounds. It depends on which part of the country you're from. It's a very harsh language in general. <laughs> you say it was very harsh. It's not always angry. <laughs> I think he did. Yeah. 
Very harsh. Yeah. But back, harsh. back to the comics. That, that's, that's, that's what our genre is. Very harsh. Very harsh. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, Grimberry. so that's what I did. You need to create a tracking Mary board. Park. Oh, a tracking, tracking board. Yes. Tracking board for? For your comics so that we can keep track so that we know if you're going to hit the goal so that we can oh, pre-order gotcha. either the sumo suits or the giant gotcha. ball. We, and and we can do a Deadpool. What? <laughs> oh, a Deadpool. <laughs> yeah. Very nice. Uh, is he going to hit X-Men in June? And what issue? And Hey. Okay, so then here's the here's been a hard part with it. All right. Cuz the it allows you to search by issue mm-hmm. and then you can filter by year. And that's how I've been doing, it. you know, just go November 2005. That's what I want. And then you want it newer issues first, older issues first. Great. It remembers what you've read. But you can't look up a history of what you've read. And even if you do, let's put it this way. I can't save my place when I do these filters. Like, if I've set it up to see all of November 2005, that's fine. I can go back to whatever comic I was at when when I go back to the app. But if I've used two other apps since then, the app resets itself and doesn't and starts from page one and I have to do that search all over again. Yes. And it doesn't have like a little red line under each one to show you which one you've read. You can Ooh. write them down. I, that's what I'm going to have to do for this <laughs> thing, I think. Okay. But, but that's a lot of shit to write down. Get a computer. So 20th century of you. My <laughs> write it down. My Get a typewriter. What a stupid design flaw in the app. Yeah, it, that is something they could definitely correct. Yeah. Does it have security protection or could you screen cap? Oh, I don't know. I, mean, oh. I, I imagine you could probably screen cap. Oh, screen cap before you close. There you go. Take a picture every time. Well, that's just it. I'm not, I don't forget where I'm at because I'm reading it every day. So that's not the problem. The problem is having to go through the five minutes of searching to get that filter all set up and so on to go back to where I was. It's it's just a it's a minor annoyance is really all it is. But but damn it, it's something they could fix. Well, put it on Twitter so they'll get you know get on it. All all the all they need to do is allow me to save a search parameter. That's all it needs. Let me save a search parameter. No, won't let me. Oh, there's probably something you're missing. It is something I'm missing, and that is just bad impressions. <sighs> Yay! Oh, boy. <laughs> this bad impression this week was sent to us by Joe Green. Uh, Jeff, uh, Joe wants you to do, well, he wanted to do the whole final speech from The Great Dictator, but that is a massive speech. So yeah. I just took wow. Out, so I just took out a little chunk, okay? Okay. All right. Because, one, amazing speech, but... The parameters he wants you to read by, I don't think you'd make it through the whole speech. Oh, boy. Because he wants you to read that speech as Bob Goldthwait. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> wow. So I have uh, highlighted in green the uh, part of the speech I would like you to read as All Bobcat right. Goldthwait. Uh, Jeff, how many times have you uh, impersonated Bobcat in your life? Uh, not in probably 30 years. Okay. All right, do, do, you know, you do whatever you need to do. Warm up, clear your throat, get 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 in the, get in that, uh, grow some long hair. Whatever you have to do, watch Police Academy Two. Whatever you yeah. have to do to get into this. That's all Jesus. I think about is Police Academy Two, and I think Bobcat Goldthwait. <laughs> that did hurt. That hurt. See, he's already in. He's in. That's all it took. Oh, God. <laughs> From the. Huh. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no. It's it's not that I'm trying to 
What are you trying to do, Jeff? All right. All right. <laughs> Any day. Yeah. Okay. I can do it. All right. I have faith in you, Jeff. Right. Uh, now they just made us cynical. Our cleverness is hot and unkind. <laughs> we, we think too much and feel too little. More machinery than we need more humanity. <laughs> He looks like a crazy more, person right now. Uh, more, more that cleverness. We need to be kindness and gentleness. Without those qualities, like, we'll be violent and we'll all be lost. <laughs> That's all I got. That is that is the worst metal band I've ever heard. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Uh, thank you, Joe was, Green, for sending in that one. That was rough. <laughs> Don't worry, everybody. If you've sent in one, it's coming. I swear. Boy, oh boy. Yeah, oh not goodness. one of those. Yeah, not one of the better ones. <laughs> there were some moments, Jack. I, I thought yeah. it was rather inspired. I, it's yeah. I didn't understand a word you said, mm-hmm. but some of it you said very right. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, great. Now I got to worry about my diction. You're what? Yeah. <laughs> 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 Let's do some news you don't give a shit about. Why? Uh, first off, uh, this news you don't give a shit about has been sponsored. Uh, King Vault has sponsored this one this week. So, Yay. don't know what to pick up for dinner? Your kids screaming for junk food? Your spouse wanting you to go for something nutritious? Don't you worry. I've crafted the perfect solution for all your needs. Just order a batch of Master Targo's Big Piece of Gross. It contains all the nutrients and proteins you and your family need to get up and go each day. Call 1-800-TORGO within 30 minutes, and you'll also get a box of Torgo's Little Piece of Nasty for free. A small piece of pure to- Torgo to nibble on when you're at the movie. At Master Torgo... <laughs> I'm aghast at this. At Ma- I didn't read that right, but I'm keeping that one. I like that version better. At Master Torgos, we know gross. Thank you, King Vault. Somebody wow. has listened to way too many episodes. They've got all your lines down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Big piece of gross. Absolutely. A little piece of nasty. <laughs> That's what he's got. News you don't give a shit about. Uh, thanks uh, to Commander K for sharing this one with me. I, I didn't even know about this till you said it, sir. So, oh, Jesus. No, so one. you know it's coming. A group calling themselves Spice DAO tweeted that they were the proud owners of an original Hodorowski's Dune book, the compendium of concept art and notes that comprised filmmaker Alejandro Hodorowski's doomed attempts to get a Dune movie made in the 70s. Spending vastly more than it's worth all in attempted crypto sham uh, made famous by a 2014 documentary about the project. The film's attempts to marry the iconic art styles of Moebius, Chris Foss and H.R. Giger, along with Hodorowski have given the tome a cult like status among Dune fans. Uh, The thing here is there isn't a single book. Most copies had to be made at the time to be shared between various production members and executives, and it's estimated there are still around 10 copies still out there in the wild. One sold three years ago for about $42,000. Which brings us to Spice DAO, who last year bought themselves a copy at an auction for 2.66 million euros, which is around $3 million. 
A few months later, the group tweeted this incredibly ambitious mission statement. Quote, We won the auction for $2.66 million. Now our mission is to, one, make the book public to the extent permitted by law. Two, produce an original animated series limited uh, animated limited series inspired by the book and sell it to a streaming service and three support derivative products projects from the community oh my god <laughs> uh, this is the part where i tell you that spice dao is a crypto hustle oh. uh, using preservation of the book as a lovely excuse for selling dollar spice tokens uh, to people whose only return, aside from the speculative-driven value of the token itself, will be a chance to vote on what actually happens with the book, uh, which won't be much because they can't sell everyone on making it public because it it already is. The book was scanned and photographed in 2021 and is available for everyone to read and enjoy right now with no need to spend millions at an auction or contribute to a crypto scam. And the, quote, original animated series pitch is even dumber because, well, if it's too close to Herbert's story and or Horowski's vision, they'll be shut down by lawyers. They only bought a copy of a book, not the rights to a project. And if it's only loosely based on it, then why did they need to buy the book? Uh, Leaving the team with a copy of the book. That's what they bought, a copy of the book. I Uh. mean, if you're an insane hardcore fan and you got that money more power to you dropping three million for that that because there are only like a dozen of those sure sure but a group but the whole the whole (laughs) plan to i mean basically we we bought the storyboard so we can make the movie (laughs) it's just like no you can't it's not how that works did they think they were buying the media rights? And- I honestly think some of these crypto bros don't understand what they are buying when they buy NFTs and whatnot. Oh, that, I think that a lot of people selling NFTs are, are banking on that. Sure, sure. <laughs> Literally. Because uh, there's a group now that sold off a whole bunch of YouTubers, uh, YouTube channels as NFTs. And people that are buying them are acting like they own these YouTube channels now, which they don't. They just own a receipt of a copy of a picture of a the channel i guess people are out there buying books as nfts and acting like they own the rights to that book now it's it's crazy what these people are believing Ooh, i just thought of a good one did you yes, is there I, a good one i don't know if this is right. oh no this is a good one i can sell as an nft oh boy my right to speak certain words so then uh, let's say the word, I don't know, haberdashery. It's always a good word. Mm, what sure. if you bought that from me for, say, five bucks or five nano or five Ethereum or whatever? whatever. Um, now I can't say that because you have the right to me saying that. How is that legally binding? It's not. Exactly. <laughs> don't worry you, about that. You would sell haberdashery, say, to Kirsten. Yes. And he wouldn't buy it. But in case he did, he buys it. You could still say haberdashery. That means nothing. Honor system. <laughs> oh, wow. See, one of one of Barry's bailouts is he used haberdashery. We need him to sell hate, <laughs> suck, motherfucker, fuck yeah. this yeah. shit. Fuck. Yeah. Oh, and we need to break down. If you buy the right to say fuck, where does motherfucker 
and you know fucking asshole where does that fall into it I no, say, th- then, I, then I can't say it yeah. <laughs> I say we break it down even farther let's take away the letter K from him <laughs> <laughs> oh that's difficult oh, oh. hey Erston <laughs> he, um, I don't know it, it, I kind of hate it but the idea of Barry having to say Erston all the time I kind of like <laughs> no you know what I'll sell certain words I'll sell certain words to the Geek Shock listeners. That you cannot say anymore? That I cannot say on the show anymore. Some of them I might buy in case of, in case of point of which <laughs> I word. I was going to say, make me an offer. <laughs> hey, man, everything's on the table. Everything's on the table? Everything's on the All table. Right. Make me an offer. I'm not saying you have to do it right now. Think about it. Or do now. Whatever. <laughs> uh, how about if I give you 10 bucks and you're never allowed to say fuck ever again? On the show? Right now. <laughs> I'm allowed to say fuck outside of the show. No, that's not how this works. No. <laughs> I I work for a living. I need to express dis- displeasure. <laughs> there are other words for that. All right. Okay. You know what? Uh, what if I gave you 10 bucks and you're not allowed to say the word fuck on the show ever again? Ooh, don't do it. Well, don't do it, man. No, we need to establish the penalty. Does, well, exactly. Because I'm expecting double our money back. Yeah. If I, if, if that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a fair thing. I'd have to give him double his money back if I ever say it can again. You, can you? Don't make the deal, Barry. Can, can you, what, what, can no, you roll this You're not going to remember. The Kofi, so. Oh, I'll remember. Because I will. In, in I like all the rest of us will. One month, we're all going to start actually collecting a salary. <laughs> So, that'd be great. Okay. I thought you were moving into a house. Not anymore. I said fuck many times. <laughs> Can I oh, say fuck fra- that fucking house? Oh God. Can I say frack? Oh yes, sure. Until it's a different word. Until um, Matt buys frack, I would say as part of the deal, any variation. No, no, on, no, no. That's too many on the intended <laughs> meaning. Well, let's hear. Let's hear Jeff's. Jeff, Jeff is Jeffism. Jeff's birding. Any, yeah, go ahead, any bird. word that would need that would be used as a substitution for it that is adjacent to. So frack would not be wow. usable because so now you're not buying the intent the wor- is the same. You're not buying the word frack. You're We're buying, buying the intent. You're buying what's behind yeah. saying fuck. I mean, sure, if, if if you can be as vague as you want with NFTs Jeez. as it is, might as well throw it all in there. Right, say it's worth 20 bucks. Yeah. Well, oh, that's you're doomed. <laughs> because do there's it. no way you can get away from the intention of saying fuck. Don't do it, dude. How much money you got in your pocket there, Torgo? <laughs> Barry, don't do it. Hey, we're saving up for a house. Every dollar counts. <laughs> You're not going to fucking remember, and I'm going to oh. have to remember for you, and it's going to end very quickly. I'm going to have to remember. 20 bucks right here on the on the table. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Sir, you have just bought my last fuck. <laughs> And I have just, no more fucks to give. Yep, and you already failed. After I take this money from the table, <laughs> I'm getting it out of my fucking system now. So, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In general. Yeah, yeah. Fuck you, Torgo. <laughs> money taken. All right. It's it's official. Barry oh. is no longer allowed to say fuck or any of its... Uh, Adjunct listen, meaning words. Listen, this got me so focused on the show now. I'm going to. What, what were you doing before? <laughs> Sitting there with a finger in your. Dude. Well, uh, probably. My... You almost said it. Oh, you were going to say it in my fucking ass. You were going to say it in my fucking ass. Yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> He's not even going to last what the this is gonna be episode. Fu- I'm standing up, everybody. This is going to be fun. I'm all... 
He won't make well, it to the I'm end of this. Best 20 bucks I've ever spent. <laughs> I haven't drank one drop today. Oh, how much does it cost to take away the drinking? Whoa. Wait, you went to Crown and Anchor? <laughs> he had a beer. Yeah, so he already just lied. You know what I mean. <laughs> you mean during the episode? Yeah, it's, it, I had a Guinness with my get, burger. Get, get your mic closer. I had a Guinness with my burger. That's and nothing. You had a drop, though. You just flat out said you oh, haven't had a drop shit. to drink See, today. He, he's trying to get under my skin. You've been birded. He's trying to get under my skin. <laughs> no, he's not. He actually is repeating what you literally just and said. And that's what all he has to do to get under my skin. <laughs> <laughs> just with it's like Jeff Tone, right? Yeah. It's not hard. <laughs> this is, this is going to be good fun. Good fucking oh, luck, Barry. This is going to be fun. <laughs> I'm already enjoying this. No, myself. this is good. This will allow me to expand my vocabulary. Yes. So instead of saying what I would normally say, I'd say, get bent, you filthy ass clown. See? There we go. See? It's okay. Baby steps. It's See? only going to make the show better. I How much know. for the Fil- word filthy? Ass? The way he used the word filthy nah, could be... No, nah, no, okay. I'd see. You'll, you'll allow oh, it? All right. Dude, I, 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 let's sell one thing at a time. Here. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to just empty out the storeroom. i got to refill. Who wants to buy Barry's ass? Not me. Well, I got another... <laughs> I got another 20 bucks in my pocket. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. One sale. Bazza Zazza. Weekend Geek. Hooray. Oh, thank Fucking God. right. Oh, you're just watching me. <laughs> <laughs> you rotten little eyes on me. Microsoft plans to spend $68.7 billion to acquire Activision Blizzard. It's too early to know Microsoft's plan for each and every game franchise affected by the deal, and there's simply no way to know whether owning an Xbox console will make or break players' ability to play some Activision Blizzard's biggest cross-platform games in the future. Uh, Call of Duty is the biggest gaming name in the acquisition. In all of gaming history, only Mario and Tennis have sold more games under their respective brands than Activision has of their Call of Duty setup. You say Mario and tennis? Tetris. Oh, Tetris. No. Okay, good. I was like, what? I actually well, kind of heard tennis. When you release a Call of Duty every single year, well, I mean, there was sell. Mario tennis, but sure, sure. I don't. It it it, it did it great. <laughs> <laughs> Activision CEO Bobby Kotick will still be CEO until the deal is complete. <sighs> then after that, he Gross. will report to Phil Spencer, CEO of Microsoft Gaming. Spencer told Bloomberg this week that the idea behind acquiring big-name games that already have loyal fans on other platforms isn't strictly to wall them off in future as Xbox-only titles. Quote, I'll just say to players out there who are playing Activision Blizzard games on Sony's platform, it's not our intent to pull communities away from that platform and we remain committed to that, unquote. <laughs> I love how Spencer they don't mention the name of the platform. <laughs> Uh, it'll be all Microsoft soon enough. So just you wait. Does this still have to go under the review from Monopoly consideration? Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, that's I have a feeling that's not going to fly. And then the same thinking can apply to Blizzard's stable of hugely popular games from World of Warcraft to Overwatch to Diablo. Microsoft is getting some other big titles in the deal, including the Tony Hawk's Pro Skater series, Guitar Hero, uh, Spirit of the Dragon. Also, the old school PlayStation mascot will be joining Microsoft. Activision's Crash Bandicoot is destined to become a Microsoft-controlled franchise. Uh, The deal will have to meet the U.S. regulatory approval, a process that could take until 2023 to complete. So there's still ways to go before Microsoft is likely to start talking specifics about any of the games it's getting. Uh, Two forgotten things uh, I would love for Microsoft to bring back with this new acquisition. Uh, One is the prototype 
franchise where you kind of play a superhero villain. Uh, the other thing I'd like them to bring back is a respect for workers. That would be nice too. Yeah, because <laughs> that's oh. honestly that was my biggest concern. Is like Microsoft's really the only company that has enough deep pockets to really kind of address the toxic culture that is still prevalent at Activision, Blizzard. They need to start with getting rid of Bobby Kotick, though, yeah, because he is. In addition to being aware of and sweeping under the rug a lot of the things that were going on at Activision, he needs to be removed because he's the biggest reason why that company is not as profitable as it could be because a lot of the profit is going directly into his bank account. Do you think Microsoft bought them now because... Activision's in a bad place and it was a fire sale? Um, I don't think it was so much it was a fire sale. I do think they bought it because they are in a bad place, but also Microsoft has a history of buying companies like this because, you know, money just sitting in the bank. I, you know, I don't know the exact reasons and how this works with tax laws, but basically the 68 whatever million dollars that they're spending for billion. it. Billion. Billion, excuse me. I meant to say billion, I said million. Um, I got 20 is, bucks in my pocket. Is, I could buy is that. Is less than the taxes they would have to pay on the money that they just have sitting in their accounts. So it's it's a tactical move. Well, that's that's why they bought Mojang was because they wanted Minecraft and the money that they spent on it, the, the profit that they made on it more than offset what they spent on the company, but they also avoided a huge tax uh, bill that year. Hmm. So... Um, but again, my, my biggest hope is that they can clean up that, that toxic culture that is there and is still there by all accounts. Um, and it starts with Kodak. They need to get rid of him. He needs to not ever go near another company again. I mean, it's not like the guy ever has to work again in his life. Nope. He's nope. He's got more money than he could spend in 10 lifetimes. And, and I'm that's, sure he'll have a golden parachute. Oh, yeah, I'm oh. sure he does. But they need to fire him without one. They just need to get rid of him, get rid of all the other execs at that company, and basically do a clean sweep. Anyway, I've said my two cents. Um, worthwhile. I'd say it was four cents at least. Oh, yeah. I'd, I'd give him a, a whole Ethereum. <laughs> God damn, that's worth a lot. I hear. Uh, NBC reportedly <laughs> has ordered a pilot episode for a rebooted version of Quantum Leap. The updated version of the series fast-forwards three decades in time beyond the events of the 89 through 93 seasons. Uh, Per the show's logline, the rebooted Quantum Leap will feature, quote, a new team that has been assembled to restart the Quantum Leap project in hopes of understanding the mysteries behind the machine and the man who created it, unquote. While additional details are light and Bacula's involvement has not been confirmed, the new series resembles the key creative pieces that first made the original Quantum Leap a major hit at NBC. John Belisario, the original series creator, is reportedly on board as executive producer for the new show, along with former uh, QL co-writer and, co- and uh, co-producer Deborah Pratt. Writing reportedly will come from Stephen Lillen and Brian Winbrandt, who did uh, God, Bef- God Friended Me, uh, who are also executive producers alongside Barton Garrow, who did Blind Spot. The original Quantum Leap put Dr. Beckett on the case of resolving the lingering issues that plagued other people's past lives, all thanks to the namesake machine that allowed him to leap into their physical bodies and experience events through their points of view. Bakula and Stockwell appeared together in 97 episodes of the original Quantum Leap series. So, yes, I believe we greenlit this back in our... Right. ...a couple months ago. So... 
Look, this, it's happening. This isn't well. Very, the pilot's happening. This isn't bad news. No, it isn't bad. No, news it's good. That's why we're in Week in Geek. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. This is good news. It is kind of ironic when you think about it that they only did ninety-seven episodes because mm. a lot of series, a lot of stu- uh, the studios like to hit at least a hundred because they have more uh, ability to uh, uh, syndicate it. Couldn't think of the word there. Yeah, hundreds the magic number for syndication. Yeah, it, it absolutely is. But yeah. at the same time, nowadays, only four seasons and hitting ninety-seven sure. episodes is kind yeah. of daunting. That's right because most seasons don't even go yeah. that long. Well, and especially if you're on a streaming platform, you know, one season can be ten episodes. Six, some yeah, of them six. Exactly, exactly. I wonder so. if they're going to start measuring by minutes or <laughs> hours. You know, well, how many hours do you have? I mean, and, and Bakula is sure to be involved somehow, whether right. it's as a guest appearance or not, because he's, set, he's flat out said when people have asked him about the reboot that he's open to reappearing and that he had conversations with Don before um, Dean Stockwell died about possibly bringing the two of them back for appearances. So in whatever form of reboot it ends up being so. the whole thing with that show before was that they he would you know leap from body to body to you know solve their problems but it, it, the nature of the show was that it was very episodic right not serial nowadays that doesn't fly so much nowadays it's all serial yeah, yeah. well it was episodic but there was an overarching story that somewhat made it serial without necessarily mm. being mm. like modern it's, version of serial uh, yeah it's more like framing device yes yeah. Serial light. You know yeah. what I want? I want the person in the new series who's hopping to at some point hop into a body and be like, uh, and look in the mirror, and there's Bacula's face. <laughs> and they go, oh boy. And then Bacula goes, oh boy, because Sam is in there too. And they're all like, what the fuck? That would be kind of fun, and actually. Maybe that's how you rescue Sam or something. If it's not in there, they're missing it. Yeah, Sam didn't need rescuing if you yeah. remember the end of the series. I don't remember the end of the series because I didn't watch it. <laughs> you no. didn't watch Quantum Leap? Nah. It's a good show. You want to buy the Blu-rays? Uh, uh. <laughs> I don't want to ruin it for you, but Sam no, doesn't it, need rescuing. Oh, yeah. If you had to wow. watch it by now. Yes. Yeah. Tr- trust me, you're, you're not ruining it. But Dude, 93, yeah. too close, man. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, spoiler alert. At the end of the series, like he goes to this bar and... Leaps uh, into a bottle of booze. <laughs> and he gets drunk by Barry. What? And then Barry takes a dump and looks in the toilet, and it's like, oh, boy. <laughs> oh, and that's boy. it. Series is over. <laughs> Don't uh-huh. stop believing. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> no, it turns out uh, someone's there. Like the bartender's supposed to be like God or God adjacent or something. And he's like, You could have always left home. And then he leaps. Oh, Wizard of Oz. Never see him again. Oh, and then the bartender turns to the devil and he's like, Nah! <laughs> Fucked another one. <laughs> Produced by Donald Bellasari. <laughs> <laughs> Donald P. Bellasari. They need a catchy little theme song, too. I'm, that, I'm better sure they'll come up with I don't know. We had discussions about theme songs. Yeah. They just don't do that anymore. Yeah. No, no, they don't. They really don't. It's going to be like, wah, wah. Damn, that's, the theme songs are what you skip now with the You're, button. Yeah, yeah, you can, but The Expanse, you should not skip that ever. That's a great theme song. Yes, it is. So so is the intro season. Yeah. So is the intro to Peacemaker. You got to watch that too. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like these days, you're lucky if you just get a title card for the series. Like yep. sometimes they just title start card. rolling into the credits, 
and it'll just say the name of the series in the lower right. left-hand corner, and then they'll say starring, and then it gives yeah. you the cast list while the episode is rolling. Yeah. I really like how they do Boba Fett and Mandalorian, where at the yeah. end of it, you, you see all the, uh, the, the production boards. stills, yeah. and the, you got that great music, which no one has time to sit through in the beginning. They'll skip it, so they play it all in the end, and that's where you know the theme song from. Yep. I love Boba Lorian. <laughs> Although I agree with... Uh, with uh, Tim Warren, he said that he feels the he's he's talking too much, and it's sort of like yeah you know they need to they need to draw that back. He was always a talker. Boba Fett's talking too much. <laughs> in in Boba Fett, he's talking too much. Well, yeah, it's about Boba Fett. He's gonna talk. Boba no. was interesting because he never talked. Yeah, exactly. He's he nodded, and he takes his helmet off. I mean, it's like oh. God. He's no good to me alive is, he, is the know, extent of his life. This lines. disrespect of the fans, okay. the true fans who really love this series, just... Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't... I, I can't sell you guys on it. No. It doesn't. No. It doesn't. <laughs> just sit there and be you wrong. You sold me! Yeah, you sold me! I'm ready for it! <laughs> Look what you have done. Yeah. Look what you have wrought. Gaspard Ulliel, the uh, French oh. actor, has died. He was 37 years old. Ulliel died following a skiing accident at the Savoie region of France. Perhaps best known as portrayal of young Hannibal Lecter in Hannibal Rising and for playing fashionista Yves Saint Laurent in the biopic Saint Laurent. Ulliel recently finished filming for Marvel's Moon Knight series where he played Anton Margot. All better known as Midnight Man. In the comics, Midnight Man is a thief with a very similar costume to Moon Knight. Depending on the comic, he's either a sidekick or a villain. Uh, Moon Knight will start streaming on Disney Plus on March 30th. So many of you don't know him, but you will soon. Unfortunately, he's already gone. Well, that sucks. Yeah. I saw that uh, trailer. That The, the Moon Knight, Knight trailer? trailer. It's, it's a interesting, perplexing little trailer. It's, it's weird. Yeah. I, 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 I'm kind of excited for it just because it is so bizarre. Yep. I guess. Yeah, I saw it too. It's like, I remember New Moon Knight when he first started. He wasn't no. crazy. So it's sort of like, eh. Yeah, I don't know enough about the character to know how I feel about the trailer, but I'm intrigued enough to want to watch it. Well, there you go. If you bring in guys like Jeff. <laughs> I don't know anything about the comic either, and I'm intrigued. So Bring in women like Deb. <laughs> Making him crazy is probably a good idea because otherwise he's just another tool in a suit, you know? And Marvel's got a lot of them. So, yes. Yeah, we got a tool in a suit here. Wait, who's wearing a suit? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I've got the Canadian... Uh, oh, you're wearing... Well, okay, so I guess flannel? I'm talking about Matt. Yeah. He's got yeah. the flannel. Yeah. yeah. Canadian is that, formal. Is that Canadian tweed? It's even almost like Canadian colors. How, how nationalistic of you, Matt. Yeah. Yeah. Goes with that rage. <laughs> Daniel Radcliffe will be playing Weird Al Yankovic in an upcoming biopic film. Oh, my God, yes. By Roku. The movie is titled Weird, the Al Yankovic story, and the project is being produced by Funny or Die and Tango. Yankovic co-wrote the script with Eric Appel, who is also set to direct. The synopsis for the film reads, quote, The biopic holds nothing back, exploring every facet of Yankovic's life from his meteoric rise to fame with early hits like Eat It and Like a Surgeon to his torrid celebrity love affairs and famously depraved lifestyle. Weird Al, the, uh, weird, the Al Yankovic story 
takes audiences on a truly unbelievable journey through Yankovic's life and career from gifted child prodigy to the greatest musical legend of all time, unquote. Uh, Yankovic said in a statement, quote, When my last movie, UHF, came out in 1989, I made a solemn vow to my fans that I'd release a major motion picture every 33 years, like clockwork. I'm very (laughs) happy to say we're on schedule, and I'm absolutely thrilled that Daniel Radcliffe will be playing me in the film. I have no doubt whatsoever that this is the role future generations will remember him for, unquote. (laughs) Production begins in Los Angeles in early February. I love it. Yeah, that Funny or Die skit that, that, that... Basically spawned this movie is is hilarious. Um, yeah, I it it's it's on YouTube if anybody wants to check it out. And it literally is called Weird, the Al Yankovic story. So, I yeah, I think I, I'm trying to remember who it was on Facebook that was was lamenting the fact that Daniel Radcliffe was going to be playing. And I'm like, lamenting. he's going to do a fine job. Yeah, I, he will. I was I, I I and I never got an explanation for why they didn't think that Radcliffe would be a good. Because they've only uh, seen him as Harry Potter and only think of him as Harry Potter. Well, he it likes, could be. He likes doing things like this, though. Yeah. 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 He was an Equus, for God's sake. I know. Yeah, I mean, I've liked Radcliffe in everything I've seen him in so far. So Did you see him I in don't... that movie where he has guns taped to his hands yes, or something? Was that, that good? Was hilarious. Uh, it's, it's, it's a fun movie. Yeah. What about something Swiss Army Man? I didn't see Swiss Army Man. Uh, I, I put it in my queue and then forgot about it. He's doing so, everything yeah. he can to distance well, himself from yeah. Harry Potter. He's, he's not trying to distance himself, but he is definitely taking on projects that challenge the him as range. an actor. Because yeah. he's 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 addressed it in interviews about you know I did one thing for eleven years and I just want to be able to show that I'm able of doing other things. So he's not trying to distance himself mm-hmm. from the character. In fact, he's publicly said I he understand. still loves distance was people, the wrong word when yeah when people come up show to him. range. But yeah, he definitely has the range. So yeah, I, I, he'll do a fine job. Yes, he will. I, I have no doubt about it. Yeah, him and Elijah Wood are very similar in that, that way that they just want to make the movies that sound interesting and fun to them. Yeah, and they don't they don't feel like they have to go make that big huge blockbuster because they need to make the money. And both of them are willing to take on those bizarre roles right. if it intrigues them. Exactly. I still want the, the movie where Elijah Wood plays David Ratlat. Uh, Radcliffe and David Radcliffe da- plays a Daniel? Lady. David Daniel. Daniel one of those guys <laughs> Radcliffe and Wood that's like a Woody train Radcliffe. wreck coming out of your mouth <laughs> yeah <laughs> not me for once that's nice I know I know <laughs> fuck that it's fucking awful it is shut up you're fucking my right. life it is shut up yeah what a fucking fuck torturous fuck, fuck, fuck. Fuck, I fuck. hate all of you fuck it you don't fucking fuck, care fuck it right? fuck, fuck face look at Barry go fuck it fuck 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 it fuck fuck can't say fuck on the show <laughs> see conservatives this is what freedom is really like <laughs> <laughs> Warner Animation Group has brought in Ron Clements and John Muscar the duo behind multiple animated Disney features including The Little Mermaid Aladdin Hercules The Princess and the Frog and Moana to team up with Space Jam and new legacy writer Celeste Ballard to make an animated Metal Men feature. The former Disney duo or producers have already written a treatment with hopes to direct. Robert Kanger and Ross Andrew created the first Metal Men story for DC Comics in 1962, where scientist Dr. Will Magnus built six robots named after certain metals, gold, platinum, iron, lead, tin, and mercury. The personality attributes of each robot coincided with their metallurgical name. 
Can't believe I got that word right. Iron, for example, was very strong while Mercury had a bit of a temper over the decades. The oh. metal men. <laughs> Speaking of temper, the metal men have been at the center of light-hearted as well as somber tales. The metal men have also shown up in animated series over the years, such as Batman: Brave and the Bold. The Deal is the latest example of Warner Animation Group looking to expand its slate of projects, especially on the DC front. The group currently has DC League of Super Pets coming out in May of 2022. I have never heard of the middlemen. Yeah, somewhere Biggs really? is like chomping at the bit. He's like, oh, why am I not there that day? <laughs> I have so much to say about this. I've seen a few middlemen comics in my time. Can't say I've read them. Yeah. But uh, I've seen them. Yeah. I know they exist. Part, yeah. yeah, I was going to say, apart from the, the occasional crossover, I don't know a whole lot about them either. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty then. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm, not, I'm not moving on. <laughs> I'm saying, fuck it, stop it here. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> What's your stopping point? Write to us. Comments at GeekShockPodcast.com. Now we're moving on. Netflix uh. is producing a new reimagining of Gareth Evans' cult classic, The Raid. Tapping Patrick Hughes to direct with Michael Bay and XYZ Films on board to produce. Evans will executive produce. Hughes will co-write the script with James Buford. The original film was written and directed by Evans and followed an elite Indonesian SWAT team that becomes trapped in a tenement run by a ruthless mobster and his army of killers and thugs. The film premiered at the 2012 Toronto Film Festival and earned instant praise for its insane action sequences and turned Evans into one of the festival's biggest stars. Sony Pictures Classics would release the film, which gained a cult fan base that would lead to the sequel, The Raid 2. Hollywood has been trying to reboot the title ever since. And it looks like this is the one that will finally make it to production. This version is set in Philadelphia's drug-infested Badlands, where an elite undercoff, where an elite undercover DEA task force climbs a ladder of cartel informants to catch an elusive kingpin. Insiders say it all came together after the rights lapsed on the most recent try to reboot. Once that happened, Bay and Hughes got involved. Hughes has quickly become one of the go-to directors when it comes to big action movies, following his breakthrough work on Expendables 3. He has since directed the box office hit The Hitman's Bodyguard and its sequel, Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. So how do you feel about uh, reboots? Not a reimagining? <laughs> Revolution? Say, say as you will. Let's call it what it is in that it's an Americanization. There you go. And yeah. I'm really worried that they're going to do a American Kitchen Nightmares version of the original Raid, <laughs> well, which was amazing. The thing is, I, I think one of the things that's behind what makes the Raid so awesome is that it did have an interesting concept and story and their twists in it and where they went. <laughs> But ultimately, that movie is a martial arts movie, and the martial arts, the fight scenes, are what make it. And if it's Michael Bay, when I punch you, you're going to explode. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> it's like I don't see them doing anything that's going to be on that level of changing the game. Yeah. You know, it's sort of... It'll just be gunfights on hallways. It, it, so that's what I, it's going to be. I remember complaining yeah. one time, because I, I actually... Raid had been on Netflix forever and ever. And I was like, I'm going to watch The Raid tonight. And I set up my Netflix, and they fucking pulled it from rotation. <laughs> you know. And I bitched about it on Facebook, and somebody was like, Ooh, just watch Judge Dredd. And I'm like, no. No, because it's, it, yes, the story is the same, but 
it's the martial arts that make that movie what it is. So when I heard this story, I was just, I, you know, and especially Michael Bay. Okay, so the whole Badlands is just going to get blown up and turned into rubble. I don't, I don't know. Well, and Bay is just a producer, he and probably an executive producer, yeah, so he probably true. won't have any hands-on. Just what, his it, name. what it is? Yeah, he just like the last Transformers movie. It's going to be. <laughs> It's going to be a good action movie with that plot, but I think that association with the raid is, you know, for those of us who have seen the raid and love it, it's just going to be, eh. But I'm, you know, because Hughes, I think he is capable. I think it will be a good action movie, but that's what it's going to be. Raid was revolutionary. Hell of a good story, but God damn, that, those fight scenes were it. Even the second one. Yeah, the second one. Eh, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> I mean, it started with a what the what the hell? So because yeah. it was just uh, yeah. Okay, anyway, I've said my I've said my Ethereum. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of good stories, let's do some red light, green light. Red light, green light, green light. such fun game to play. Yeah. Doesn't matter what you say, they're gonna make this shit end. Everybody shifts in their chair. It <laughs> was hilarious. Play the song and this play the song. Give us a chance to shift. What? Shift. This what? is a goddamn podcast. You can shift any fucking time you want. <laughs> what is it with you people? Okay, when you're in the middle of a conversation with someone and and everyone's listening, and use they, your mic. When you're, when you're in the middle of a conversation with someone and 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 you and you shift in your chair and you and you you cross your legs the other way. And you, do you ever notice where other people do the same thing? Yeah, but dude, when he said red light, you and Matt and Jeff were all like, Broom. that was the shift in his chair. <laughs> Jesus. He shifted all the way to the refrigerator. Plus, I have to say, I really. I really I like deny. now the, the our pretty much universal sign for move your mic, which is Todd making a blowjob motion. Well, and I love that he has headphones on, and he still has to be told that. <laughs> I can hear myself just fine. Can you? Oh. Yeah, oh but, that? But, well. but he can hear himself when he doesn't talk, too. So it's... <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. I'm yeah. saying lots of things in my head right now. Oh. Can you guess what they are? That's what that's what we need to buy next. He is in love with the sound of his own voice. So, whether it's actually audible for the rest of us or just in his head, my thoughts are not for sale. Oh, that's but apparently, your words are. Yeah. Yeah, yes, they are. I, they did that earlier. Huh. <laughs> Where have you been? Right here. Doing what? Oh wow. This savage exchange of burns. <laughs> Yikes. I'll say it for you because you can't. What the fuck is wrong with you? What <laughs> the fuck is wrong with you? So, oh, so Matt's whoa. become Barry's puppet. I, you know, well, like, Matt's like gonna, we ever had any doubt. Matt's going to be my anger translator. There you go. It's <laughs> <laughs> like on Key and Peele. Yes, I love that skit. <laughs> I love yeah, that skit. That's actually... That's actually a good job for Matt. <laughs> he certainly he's he certainly is an expert in in anger. I, again, I think it's very therapeutic for both of us. Uh, yeah. yeah. Let's try this. Deb, I respectfully disagree with the thing that you have just said. Listen, you fucking <laughs> do you <laughs> <laughs> 
It's it's like hearing Barry actually speak. Okay, yeah, he would have used I went that at a word. one. And I, he I, went I, to an eleven. I, <laughs> but I had to get this toneness just went like when, three when this, down. When this happens, though, I want to. Who does Deb kill? Both of them. <laughs> well, that's not fair. <laughs> it's not fair. He's just translating. It's not like I said it. <laughs> She kills Barry and then just severely maims Matt. <laughs> I just I like the idea of Matt being his puppet. <laughs> Barry's arm just right up no. his ass. And just... oh, no. I mean, no arm up anyone's ass. No. Okay. Ew. <laughs> no. No. All right, no. let's bring this meeting of Dunray production to order. Please. For God's sake. <laughs> We have four more pitches here. Here are the titles. It's Real Steel, Flowers in the Attic, The Origin, Zorro, and Sky High. Those are your choices, and one or more of those could be fake. I think I've seen three of those films already. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. me too. (laughs) (laughs) We'll start with the first one. Real Steel, based on Sean Levy's 2011 film of the same name, has entered the early stages of development at Disney+. No writers attached yet, and it's unconfirmed whether it's meant to be a follow-up or some kind of reboot. Levy, a producer of Stranger Things and director of this past summer's Free Guy, is on board to executive produce. Robert Zemeckis, Jack Rapke, Susan Monford, and Don Murphy, who did Bumblebee, who are also back as producers. Based on a science fiction short story written by Richard Matheson, Real Steel takes place in a near future where traditional boxing has become obsolete. Instead of fighting each other, humans build and train rugged robots to fight each other for champion titles. Matheson's story, simply titled Steel, was previously adapted into a classic episode of the original iteration of The Twilight Zone, which adhered much closer to the source material. The movie version, written by John Gaddis, who also wrote Kong Skull Island, is a looser adaptation with brand new characters. Hugh Jackman stars as Charlie Kenton, a once great prize fighter who gets a shot at redemption when he's asked to train an underdog machine that has almost no hope of winning any professional matches. Released into theaters in the fall of 2010, Real Steel made just under $300 million at the global box office and a 60% on Rotten Tomatoes. A sequel was never produced, mainly due to Jackman's personal aversion to sequels. So what do you think of a TV show based on a real steel? Yeah, I know. X, X-Men movies with notwithstanding. All right. You saw all our faces. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All the listeners. Talk about a there. group shift. <laughs> we're all confused by that one. I love Jackman, but that movie did not do a lot for me. No. Uh, there, there's that whole redemption with the relationship with the kid, which is, you know. I mean, maybe if he was fighting the kid. Wait, um, Jackman or the robot? Uh, yes. <laughs> just backhanding. Come here, you little Anakin. Yeah. Boom. So you're saying it was just over the top with with uh, with robots instead of arm wrestling? You know, kind of, <laughs> sort of. Dude, it just... Uh, uh, I, I love Rock'em, like, Sock'em, like Robots. Movie, I liked the movie. It was fun. It was fun. <laughs> I don't think he agrees with your assessment, man. Nope. It was fun. Yeah. Anthony Mackie, come on, he's in there. Well, sure, yeah, I, I yeah. <laughs> All right, let's see how it goes up against the next one. Lifetime is producing a Flowers in the Attic prequel series called Flowers in the Attic: The Origin. 
It's based on the prequel novel Garden of Shadows by Andrew Niederman, and it, quote, tells the story of the headstrong and determined Olivia Winfield, who is working alongside her beloved father when she finds herself unexpected unexpectedly wooed by one of the nation's most eligible bachelors, Malcolm Foxworth. After a whirlwind romance, Olivia finds herself as the mistress of the imposing Foxworth Hall, where she soon discovers that the fairy tale life she expected has become a nightmare. Under Malcolm's debonair exterior lies a dark heart, and a twisted evil lurks inside Foxworth Hall that will threaten Olivia's happiness and that of her children. Her attempts to keep them all safe ultimately pushes Olivia to become the most terrifying version of herself, leading to her inevitable and notorious decision to lock her grandchildren in the attic. So what do you think of Flowers in the Attic, The Origin? Meh. No. I'm not going to watch it. I don't know what to say, honestly. (laughs) All the words were taken out? Yeah. Yeah. This is either this is either the fake one and and they have gone from being very sneaky to just suddenly not giving a shit <laughs> or Todd found one that he was just like, "Oh, they're not going to believe this." I mean, it sounds like something Lifetime would do. Well, so. yeah, you kind of lost us a... at Lifetime. We, yeah, I can well, see the shift. I, I can see Lifetime until he starts talking about locking kids in an attic. Well, flowers in the attic. But it's know. the origin. We don't get there. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> I, I don't know. It's Spoiler alert how this series ends. Yeah. yeah. Really, oh. <laughs> oh. Flowers in the attic to flower harder. They made, they made a lot of flower in the attic books. Well, and yeah. that well, and that book is like wacky. Yeah, those kids, things happen in the attic. Oh yeah, and this wasn't a kid. Yeah, kind of, this no. wasn't a kid series. Never. Oh no, this never is, ever was. This is okay. one of those grim, dark romance. VC Andrews books <laughs> yeah. had its own section in the horror section. Yeah, and. Only certain people went to those books, and that's the only books they went to. It was an interesting group of people. Yeah. I, a friend of mine in college took a bunch of us to see the Flowers in the Attic movie, and it was really funny because once I found out about the book, I was like, wow, that movie was actually really mild. <laughs> that book is some crazy-ass shit. So I... Uh, what happens? I, I got to read this book now. <laughs> the kids fuck. Oh, well, I don't. Yeah, I don't gotta, gotta read that. this book. I don't gotta read this book. <laughs> and that's like, nope. I, no. I was. I, I took a femtosecond to go. Do I want to wait for that? No, I don't. I'm just gonna tell him. <laughs> <laughs> Is it better or worse than Stephen King's It? Oh, for God's sakes! You're Stephen King. V.C. Like Andrews. I actually did an audition oh. that I cribbed uh, as per Paul's suggestion. Oh shit. Uh-oh. I can't remember. The, uh, the comedian writer that he loves, there's this comedian, oh, shit. But he had a book of uh, essays and, like, blog posts. <clears throat> and one of them is this guy who proposes to, like, not become a V.C. Andrews author, but actually become the new V.C. Andrews. Because oh, he's why? like, you got V.C. Andrews, and, like, she's dead. But you got all these people writing V.C. Andrews. So, so... I'm going to propose, and then, like he says, his name. But here's the twist. I don't stop writing them, you know. And <laughs> so it, it, it was, and I actually got the got the ro- job. But, um, oh. and, and, uh, yeah, V.C. Andrews. <laughs> <laughs> that was an awesome story. Thank Great you. story. Thank you. Bravo. Let's see how it stacks against Zorro. 
The swashbuckling vigilante has been a pop culture mainstay since 1919, is going to the CW and getting a female lead. I don't know if I'd say mainstay. It's been around. It's yeah. been stuck around. Yeah. They made two Batman They used to do audio shows. <clears throat> yeah. I used to listen to them. The project was originally whipped up. How old up are you? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. I used to listen to them on the radio. We'd gather around and, and Papa would turn in the AM whatever. And there it was. All right. All you weren't on that episode, but I've talked about this before. Oh. Yes. Because I also listened to the Cisco Kid and... Yeah. All other stuff. Anyway. Drink your Ovaltine, kids. Drink your Ovaltine. They didn't have to Cronkite News out. Generally, that's when she's leading into the whole how she started bathing in the blood of children to (laughs) preserve her youth. But Corn is for you. There you go. That's my sister. Oh, corn. I, what? I, 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 thought, I thought it was some kind of winter soldier phrase. <laughs> it's going to trigger, it's going to kill us all. <laughs> oh, oh, dude. War dude. reference. Yes, I got so, it now. Oh, okay. right. Blood for the blood god. I got no, it. Yes. You know what, dude? I if, like that, if, though. If, I like his if, version if, better. Listen, you fucking c- didn't get her motivated to kill. Corn. Corn's walking away right now. He's like, yeah. This is this is useless. This is hopeless. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh uh, yeah, the project was originally whipped up at NBC with writing and partner siblings Robert Rod- Robert and Rebecca Rodriguez attached, and now includes co-writer Sean Tretta, who did the Mayans and C. The project is being developed by CBS Studios, and Rebecca Rodriguez, whose directing credits include Doom Patrol and Snowpiercer, will also direct the series. This isn't the first time Robert Rodriguez, who's also the director on The Book of Boba Fett and The Mandalorian, has been involved in a Zorro project. Back in 1998, he was originally attached to The Mask of Zorro feature film and cast Antonio Banderas in the lead role before leaving the production, well, before being replaced by Martin Campbell. The story was about a masked vigilante coming to the aid of the poor and the vulnerable by going after the evil and the corrupt. It has many other iterations since the original 1990 works of pulp writer Johnson McCulley. Zorro has graced small and large screens since, including the 1920 film Mark of Zorro, starring Douglas Fairbanks, the 1957's television series starring Guy Williams, as well as The Mask of Zorro in 2005's The Legend of Zorro, which both starred Banderas. The CW take on the Zorro tale will focus on a young Latinx woman who joins a secret society in her efforts to seek vengeance against those who murdered her father. It is at least... It is one of at least two Zorro dramas in the works. The other project is a Disney-led endeavor that is a reimagining of the 1957 series with Wilmer uh, Valderrama cast as the masked crusader. So what do you feel about the CW's Zorro? Sounds like something CW would do. Yeah. 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 (laughs) That's about the best I could say about that. (laughs) That's the highlight. Yeah. I didn't know know what more they could bring to Zorro because it's just a guy with a sword and a mask you know uh there's there's more much more high-minded stuff out there but now that i know that's the cw's doing it i already know how it's gonna go it's gonna be very ya you know uh it's gonna be very arrow verse type of thing then i can't stand it deb uh, you're gonna eat it up probably <laughs> <laughs> and it's a strong female lead you so definitely probably. you definitely over oversimplified the whole zorro Yes, you did. Storyline, because there's, I mean, there's, there's so much more to the character. I mean, shoot, a lot of uh, what Batman became could be traced to uh, the writings that uh, the books 
Zorro books because I've given like Zorro the Bat a Cave, chance many the Mass Vigilante, etc., etc. But but you're t- you're talking about the media version. You're not talking about the actual story material. You know the source material from the from the 1990s pulp books. No, 19. 1919, if I remember. The original. The books yeah. written. I heard 1990s. Yes, I he heard. did I say 1990 weird. in there the second time <laughs> bite around. Bite me, all of you. But he did say 1919 initially. So. Uh-huh. Um, Can we hire another newsreader? <laughs> <laughs> Do we have that in the budget? <laughs> well, we have no it's budget. It's not news. And, uh, we, we, um, I think the, the, to update Zorro, y- I mean, Barry's right. You need, it, it needs to be a luchador with a machete. Mm-hmm. That was called Machete. I watched machete. that. That was good. Was he? Was yeah. he a luchador? No, he wasn't. No. Luchador. He wore a mask. <laughs> no, well, really? I, I he he wore a mask, and he and he. <laughs> that was oh, Jack Black. Oh, so it wasn't. Uh. <laughs> it wasn't. Was it? No, it was not. Don't bring up Jack Black. <laughs> oh sure, deflect with that. I don't like Jack Black. Jack Black didn't have a machete. No, but you he guys had a are so hat. bad at this. <laughs> <laughs> My God, it's no wonder. Get it right. Productions hasn't made shit. <laughs> oh, we've just made all the wrong shit. Is what we've done. Yeah, <laughs> we, we've green, greenlit all this the. This is fucking. <laughs> <laughs> We're making quantum leap. At least we got that. There you go. That's <laughs> true. And finally, Paul Hernandez, Bob Schooley, and Mark McCorkle are teaming up again to bring the 2005 film Sky High to the small screen. The show will take place in a high school for teens that possess superpowers. The series will follow two of the newest students, twins, Max and Phoebe, children of former students of the school, Will Stronghold, and the Dr. Layla Stronghold will be figuring out their powers and who their real friends and enemies are in this Netflix series. Michael Angararo and Daniel Panabaker have signed on to reprise their roles. Linda Carter has signed on for the first two episodes. No episode, uh, sorry, no updates on if original teachers or supporting characters will be returning at this time. Uh, filming is supposed to start in May 2022. What do you think of Sky High? I never saw the movie. Version so, of Descendants. What, it's like Degrassi but with powers? Yeah. It's Hogwarts. For superheroes, nah. you never saw the movie. <clears throat> the yeah, movie, the movie was fun. It's a high school for superheroes. Yeah, and it's it's targeted at a teen audience, but it, it was fun. But this is this is Netflix's version of Descendants. Yeah, that's what they're doing. Okay, it's got Linda Carter. Come on, yeah, I mean, who's going to play a side role because it's all about the kids anyway? Yeah. Let's get Linda Carter. I mean, I know we're not at that point yet, but so far it's the most interesting of all the pitches. <laughs> yeah, it is well, actually. It's, it's going to <laughs> yeah. be successful. Yeah. You know why? It's got Linda Carter. Linda Carter. <laughs> you want to know also why? Because it's probably fake. Yeah. Well, I mean, the movie did really well, though. Don't with, say with that. Wow. Audience, We're gonna so. make it happen. <laughs> it's got a bit of a cult following too. All right, there you got it. Real Steel, Flowers in the Attic, The Origin, Zorro, and Sky High. Where do you put your green light, Deb? Zorro. I'm gonna do Zorro. That's one for Zorro. Barry, never mind. Matt, where'd you put your green light? Real steel. Really? No. Sky high. Sky high. <laughs> Sky high. I do like real steel, though. It was a fun movie. Actually, though, we could make a... that. I think those two are onto something. We could yeah. actually make really steel? <laughs> really? Really? And it's, steel. It, it's a boxing robot and his trainer, and, and they live together, and that's like oh, one wow. of the taglines. <laughs> really, Steel? So, so, so who's the robot, Barry or Matt, and who's uh, the trainer? 
Uh, well, we'll, we'll drag that out for 12 episodes. Oh, okay. oh my we god. We don't know. They make it vague. Oh my fucking god. <laughs> and it'll be an guys, hour show. We're doing but we'll only this. only have man. 20 minutes uh, of actual footage, and the rest yeah, of it will be and recap. Great recap. The rest yeah. will be unskippable ads that play every five fucking seconds. Goddamn YouTube lately. The odd yeah. couple. Yeah, one of them's a robot, and we don't know which one. Oh my god, dude. And I'll ask Matt, like, hey, Matt, would you like a glass of water? And he'll think. And the music will play. And then it'll turn back to me. And then it'll turn to Matt. And he'll turn to me. And he'll turn to Matt. And he'll go, yeah, okay. <laughs> I should be a director. Direct it where you put your green light. Sky high. It was fun. And it's got Linda Carter. <laughs> Come on. What you say is correct. Yeah. It's fake. It's a, it, yeah, we know. But it's fun. <laughs> Jeff, where do you put your green? Uh, I'm going to go with sky high as well. Just because, yeah. It's the only one, honestly, it's the only one of all of them that sounds even remotely interesting. <laughs> and disregard whether or not it's fake, because you know what? Oh, no. It's no, fun. No, 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 no. I'm voting for fun. I'm, no, not, no, no. I'm not voting on We're the not real or fake one yet. Fake. This, is, yes. this yes. is based on just the pitches on, the, on their own merit. Yes. So, yeah. pitches, on their bitches, own merit. All right. Pitches, bitches. Sky high. <laughs> Kirsten. Okay. Real Steel, like I said, it didn't, it didn't really do anything. Although the Barry... Matt, I we actually, especially with the twist, that's a great yeah. idea. The uh, luchador, I think it needs to be luchador with a machete, and that needs to be the new Zorro. He's in East LA, and he's <laughs> he's just righting wrongs. <clears throat> so, but they're not doing that, so that's out. Flowers in the attic. I got Pornhub if I want to watch brothers and sisters fucking. <laughs> so I don't need I don't need flowers in the attic. What do they get stuck in in the attic? Like what does she get stuck in? Like what are you doing? Uh, what are you doing, brother? step bro? Oh, that, <laughs> step brother. That yeah. whole genre, of, dude. That, speaking of genre, you got that. I think it's part of P core. Yeah. Oh man. So yeah, sky high. So. Which is the one Barry said sounds like CW? Zorro. 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 Yeah, Sky High. Because that was in the pitch. Because it's going to be in CW. Yeah, that was was in the pitch. That was in the pitch, right? Yeah. All right, so we're we're going with uh, Sky High. So what do you think is fake, Deb? Sky High. Barry. Ooh, you know what? They might actually make Sky High. Hell, I would. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's got Linda Carter. Because it's got Linda Carter. I mean, come on. Um, I'm 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 gonna say the flowers in the attic, Matt. Yeah, I gotta go. I gotta agree with Barry. I just I don't want that one. I hope that one's fake. <laughs> Jeff, you gotta hang on. Oh. Um, I think real steel is the fake pitch. It's something in the something in the pitch in and of itself, like the uh, the production team behind it, makes me feel like this is a fake pitch. So is, I'm gonna. Is it the Zemeckisness about it? Uh, not specifically, but Zemeckis didn't help its cause, and that's nothing against Zemeckis. I love Zemeckis, but just this doesn't sound like something he would take on right now. So, uh, yeah, I'm gonna say Real Steel is the fake one. All right, Kristen, what do you think's fake? I'm going with Zorro because Barry said it sounds like something CW would do, and the monkeys are getting smart enough to figure that shit out. So that's where I'm going. Isn't that when we're supposed to purge them? I don't. Well, I. You know, that's. Well, that's kind of my thinking of why I think it's real steel. It's like the monkeys are really starting to pick they, up. They, on, they, they really have. They're yeah. just. I mean, we, we, we got a good dressing down for the last time because 
what's his name just showed up and was like, really? Really? I laid it all out for you, and, and you guys bought it? What's the matter with you? It was just like. Did we learn nothing wow. from Planet of the Apes? We learned nothing. Those monkeys got too smart. You got to put them down. There you go. <laughs> Uh, this uh, week's pitch was sent to us by Pitchmaster Pat Spurl. And the fake pitch is Sky High. I, we yeah. got put him down. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> Which means that real steel, flowers in the attic, the origin, oh, and God. Zorro are in some form of development. Wow. Uh, once again, Pat, good Carter. job. That was, uh, Man. I think the key was that it was going to Netflix, and I'm pretty sure Disney made the movie. Yeah. Uh, oh, sure. Don't say that. Back then, <laughs> just also wait. I saw an article about Real Steel being uh, made, so I knew that was real. You pulled a Jeff and looked on the internet. No, I wow. saw it earlier today. Did you see me look at my phone the entire conversation? This oh, is just. <laughs> this is. It, I've had to now couture my news reading couture. because I don't couture. want to Ooh. spoil. Ooh. Ooh. Can you buy that word from him? <laughs> Would What's we that want one? to? I would like to. I, I had to. Like, I skip. I skip. <laughs> thief my. Uh, I skip over geek news articles because then we get in this, and I'm like, oh, I know which one the fake is. Anyway, okay. <laughs> Good story. <laughs> I don't know. I. And if you got a pitch to send to us, write to us. Comments at geekshockpodcast.com. Put pitches, bitches in the subject title, and then uh, give us the body of the pitch. And uh, if you don't want me to edit it, let me know. Because I will edit the fuck out of that shit. You might have to. They're getting too smart. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we're just buying it hook. I don't know. They're they're (laughs) playing on everybody's likes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And I want to thank our brand new brisket taco tier three member David LePage. Thank you for joining the Kofi. And of course, we want to thank our tier five members Leon Mitt, Jeff Harris, Jake Godbold, Ozzy Matt, and Mad Martin. And our Fireball Whiskey tier four members Kingvald, Deb T, and David Farrar. And everybody who has contributed to our Kofi to make the wheels go round on this show. We we probably should announce now that uh, actually this month is when we're starting the new tier thing. We will be sending David an NFT. Oh. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a picture of Barry with the word fuck on it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make that. Hold on to that one. There's, there's your sticker. <laughs> and, and just write NFT on the bottom. <laughs> No, there you go. The, the the word bubble says NFT question mark. Fuck. <laughs> and Just thank you, space. everybody who listens to this show, Kofi member or not. You are the real reason that uh, we do this show. If yes. it weren't for you, wonderful listeners, why would we be here? Not to hang out with Barry. No, that Hell. would that would be not. We Fuck do it. We do it spite in spite of all this. Yeah, Hell, we would have quit like you. Hell, we would have quit a long time ago if it weren't for the for the the shock monkeys. They've uh, they've kept us doing this. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's all their fault. Yep. Yeah. It's your fault. We blame you. <laughs> and until next week, I am Master Torgo. 80s Jeff. Commander K. Maple Leaf Matt. What was What what confused Blarg? What was that? And Deb. Well, I was I was acting like I was gonna say Commander K. You just did. <laughs> <laughs> he has to do so I know. much he, keeping this he's, episode. But it's going to be cool because he's going to get the different whoop sounds and all no, that. No, and no, no. no you'll, you'll, <laughs> It'll sound like that. the sound just died for a second and comes back. Yes. I, I, I want to I, I, I I, I hear you use the, 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 uh, the TV bleep sound 
on like everything that Kirsten says that's even remotely a swear word. For the- everything I say, just <laughs> period. <laughs> just in fact, in just cut me out <laughs> completely. <laughs> You've been redacted. Yeah, we'll yeah, yeah. Redacted, redacted K. K. <laughs> redacted K, yeah. Put a black bar over my 8-bit on the logo. Yeah, yeah. You, you only exist in the spoiler talk section of the Kofi Discord. <laughs> that, there you go. But like 30 years later. Like, yep. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I'll get paid the same. <laughs> <laughs>